You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Hey, welcome to Blair Vision, the world through the eyes of a couple nerds. Couple nerds? Couple nerds? The world through the eyes of a couple nerds. <laughs> a couple of nerds. Yeah, a couple nerds. Well, there is a couple nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jordan, with Arsenio and Samia. Wild Dog Artemis and unfortunately, Mr. Terrific. <laughs> have unfortunately, returned. Artemis. Well, I mean, yeah, fortunately for Artemis, I'm saying Mr. Terrific, like, I wish I was Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me curl my hair real fast. I'll get. I'll be there in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. All right. In the time we've been gone, it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Things have changed. Our world is now governed by gods, new gods, Dormammu, Savitar, Trump. It's a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call Trump a god? Come on, man. We're living in Trump America, baby. This is a new world order. Get you? Are you with it? You with this? <laughs> do I have a choice? <laughs> yeah. No, do don't. any of us have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about something uplifting, fun. <laughs> not, so not the DC Cinematic Universe. Ooh, shots. I kid, I kid. Shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> now, we've got news. we got good news in DC Universe as well as bad news, but we'll get to that. We've got Doctor Strange. We've got DC TV for the week. Unfortunately, the week of the election, there was no Flash. He was busy trying to fix the timeline. It didn't work, obviously. <laughs> God damn it, Jay Garrick. <laughs> he wasn't there to stun him. Like, look, <laughs> please don't do this. Not again. <laughs> I'm going to touch it. <laughs> Trump America. <laughs> I call it Trump Point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> All right. So let's just start with, uh, let's get into some news. This was some bad DC news, but... There's also some good DC news. Let's start with the best news possible. Young Justice. Season oh my three. God. <laughs> Finally. Warner Brothers has announced that Young Justice season three is officially going to be happening. That's really all they said. They didn't say anything about like That's when they, it's coming out or be in it. Like <laughs> This is better than what we've had for the past six years, just waiting and guessing. But yeah. now that we know that it's gonna happen, most likely on Netflix, because why not? It's going to be good. I mean, you would think it'd be Netflix since that's where seasons one and two are right now. Yeah, but the article did say that it mentioned uh, picking a studio uh, provider, so they might be on TV. Maybe? I hope but not. They literally have given no information. It's just like, it's going to happen, but we're not going to tell you where or when. <laughs> it's going to drop next April. Just bam, surprise, here it is. But like, did you think it was actually gonna happen, guys? Like, no. I'm, I'm gonna ask both of you. Like, God, no. not really, because when I when I first like learned about the show in general, I came to it pretty late. I was kind of wondering why more people weren't watching it, and then like the biggest nerds I knew were like Young Justice. Yeah, what's that? And I was like, wait a minute, this is a problem. You don't know about <laughs> this show. Me. Yeah. So I didn't really think it was gonna happen just because I don't know why nobody really knew about it, but nobody did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I know for like myself, it was hard for me to catch up, like or stick with 
they just because of the random schedule they had. No. Yeah. Cartoon Network had like an awful schedule. I swear it was like finale one week and then new season the next episode after like a six month hiatus. Yeah. It, yeah. Was a, it was a mess all over. Like unless you were watching it on Netflix, you were just out of loop for a good minute. And yes. even on Netflix, they didn't have season two on there for the longest. For like yeah. two years. <laughs> Which was weird. But you think they're like pleading with like, if you just binge it, look, how many online petitions have you seen? <laughs> Oh like, God, just do this, year, guys. Yeah, yeah. so many that were like, hey, everyone, just go watch it. If you don't like it, please just leave it on while you walk away and like do the dishes or something. Just remember to hit and uh, press A every once in a while so it remembers that you're still watching. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was just, you know, I was just assuming it was going to be one of those things where the internet wants something, but it just kind of dies where it stands. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't believe they actually, our pleas have echoed through the universe mm-hmm. and if Warner Brothers actually answered. Thank God. That I don't think they probably realize they have no other good shows coming out. So they're like, shit, let's actually do the thing. <laughs> well, they had the Suicide Squad Extended Cup coming out in the following week. You mean the extended previews? Extended, quote unquote. I, I, look, I'm doing air quotes when I say extended. <laughs> <laughs> extended. So they saw what they were about to put out with the extended cut and was like, yo, let's just drop this Young Justice news now because when they see the extended cut, yeah, <laughs> people ain't going to be happy. Good. <laughs> they're going to all go to Marvel. <laughs> Before this, we even got in the podcast, Arsenio found some information that we thought was going to be true. The rumors of Jared Leto actually leaving DCEU because of his like displeasure with how he was being treated in the Suicide Squad. And I mean, I could see it happening just because of how the Suicide Squad extended cut was treated. Yeah. Yeah. You would think if he was complaining about not having enough of his scenes in the movie to have the extended cut be released and it's still is missing scenes. Yeah, like <laughs> I really thought the extended cut was going to basically fix that where he got so little. He was such an accessory. I never thought I would see any movie in the DC universe where Joker is the accessory. Yeah. But he was more of an accessory than any character. He's like a walking prop in the whole movie. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I... I I mean, I, we never got your thoughts on the Suicide Squad. Um, like, we never did, like, a review with you guys. Like, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, how did you guys feel? If you were to do, like, the three Ps of Blur Division with our new rating system, for those that are unfamiliar, once I need to do, like, a cool drop in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, a cool, like, like pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I'm lazy. I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> here at Blur Vision, we keep it real. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> three Ps of Blur Vision as they are right now. We have a scale from poor to perfect. And in the middle, we got passable. So... Yeah. What did you guys feel about the Suicide Squad as as it stands? Hmm. Sammy? Barely passable. Barely like, passable. Slightly above poor. <laughs> it's not, like, for me, it's not at poor because I loved how Margot Robbie pl- portrayed her Harley Quinn. I actually really liked how she played off with Deadshot, with Will Smith's portrayal of Deadshot. Yeah. And I'm a huge Katana fan, so I was just happy to see her in there, and even though she didn't get much dialogue, like, she was so in every single fight, and was, like, holding her own in there, and I was really worried that that wouldn't even happen with her. So, I enjoyed it to see those characters, and then that's where my enjoyment stopped. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> For me, I would say it was poorly passable, where there's parts where I was like, okay, I'm enjoying it. And there's other parts where I'm like, I could tell where the editing just screwed it all over. Yeah. yeah. In the first few minutes when they showed like everyone's montage and they just list off all the traits and I'm like, oh God, it's going to be this movie. Okay. So fast forward to now we got the extended cut. I'm still waiting for the extended cut. <laughs> <laughs> Eternally waiting for the extended cut. How do you feel about that editing and the extended cut where you could, I'm not even into like the film, like films like that, but even I can see where they clearly cut off like part of a scene with um, Harley Quinn and Joker. There's an extended scene where Joker is being chased by Harley Quinn on her motorcycle and she does this crazy kickflip off her Which, motorcycle. I'm sorry, bullshit. She died. 
She would have died on therapist. That. How is she doing yeah, that? She was no training for that. This is before she was even Harley Quinn. Just all of a sudden she's doing like Matrix movies with her motorcycle, but whatever. At the end of that scene, we've all seen the behind the scenes clips where they you can see that he slaps her. He slaps the mess out of Harley Quinn. Yeah. As much as I don't want to see it. I do want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because when those when that scene was like first revealed and everyone on the internet saw it, there's a lot of people who were like, don't glorify an abusive relationship. But there was more people who were like, finally, we're freaking saying it, that Harley Quinn and Joker is an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Because there's this skewed point of view of their relationship that it's like so perfect and like, you're crazy as my crazy and all those stupid memes that I'm <laughs> so wholeheartedly against. Uh. So I was so excited for a movie that was going to approach that and then they made them like the best couple ever in Bonnie Suicide and Clyde Squad. starting Joker and Harley. And, <laughs> and I'm like sitting there like, I don't want to like this. I know what this is supposed to be and it's not this. And yet they they just kind of like helped that myth way more than I ever thought they would. No, do. Sammy was next to me and like in the whole chemical vat sequence, like I was literally shaking in my seat. I'm like... God mm-hmm. damn it, you're making me like this and I hate it. I'm sorry, I love that scene. That's why I was mad. Real, I'm gonna keep real. What yeah. I don't love is everyone who's going to be like, you see, they're the perfect couple. <laughs> it's like, no. She just needs a gangster that love her better. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's fucked up. Read the lyrics. Yeah, I'm sorry, I like it. <laughs> so do I. That's what got me so no, mad. It's, it's okay to like it. It's just like, I just don't like anything that without meaning to even or without explaining it plays into the culture of like sugarcoating an abusive relationship no I hear what you're saying to talk about it or not talk about it I really love them as a couple in that movie that in itself is a problem I mean you say all this but even worse so that it was meant to be a dark relationship and they edited it to not be (laughs) so it's it really is literally romanticizing a abusive relationship because it was more abusive but they made it all rosy (laughs) way to go Warner Brothers but I mean yeah I mean I agree with your ratings for Suicide Squad I, I, I would probably fall on the right in the middle passable scale mm-hmm. on this new scale we got mm-hmm. um, yeah just I think the Will Smith lover in me kind of balances it out to the passable yeah. <laughs> yeah Will Smith was definitely Will Smith in the whole movie with the occasional dead shot but it's Will Smith it always has the charisma to carry it through yeah but I would say the extended cut it for me even in context of the movie Especially within those scenes within the movie, because I don't know if you guys watched the clips. Did you watch the movie all the way through? No, we saw the clips. Just the clips. Yeah. Okay, I watched the entire movie all the way through. I, I, I did that. Brave <laughs> soul. Yeah, it's funny that the unlike the um, the ultimate cut of BVS, Suicide Squad actually the extended cut does it more of a disservice to the movie because it bloats parts of the movie and messes up the pacing. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we kind of get to this when you got Dr. Strange with pacing. But in the parts that are kind of boring, they breeze through those parts and get to the parts that you actually want to see. Yeah. But these extended cut scenes, the nine minutes that aren't of the Joker, it's all just filler scenes that just try to make more relationship between the characters, but it really doesn't. Yeah. Like it doesn't, at the end of the day, make you like any of the characters more. It's just extra dialogue. For the yeah, extra dialogue. some of it felt a little bit like an improv match between some of the characters like oh you're in, you're in this situation like go where like it didn't really feel entirely scripted which is yeah. a terrible thing for the like writing like hardly psychoanalysis of everyone yeah it was like it's cool and like you got a little bit more of katana out of it but it's like where are they heading to like is this before they go into the big building to get it all blown up again yeah it's just more like especially that scene it's just more fan service for sake of fan service yeah. it's like oh yeah she's a therapist yeah she can talk about it psychoanalyze cool with insane motorcycle skills yeah by the end of the day like those scenes didn't really add to what I felt like to the people's relationships were between characters yeah no. like it didn't make me feel like oh like yeah now now El Diablo saying their family makes more sense no <laughs> 
<laughs> it did not do that. It's still too soon, bro. Come on. We just Ex- met you. Exactly. <laughs> I need it for like an hour, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So let's get into trailers. We've had Wonder Woman drops in the last time we talked. Mm, yeah. Let's kind of just go around the table and talk about like what we thought about it and what our rating was for the trailer, what our expectations are for the DCEU. Oh, and before we get move forward, actually, I want to clarify that article we talked about with Joker. It actually it was clickbait. Yeah, it was clickbait. It just mentioned how that he wasn't really focused, and he's not in Justice League. He's yeah. barely. He's not even in the Batman. And references of him in the Harley Quinn Sirens movie is going to be just references, like not even in it. So it's like bye bye Leto. Yeah, between yeah. his like displeasure, his obvious displeasure with how he's been treated in the role and how he's been, you know, utilized in the Suicide Squad movie and especially probably in the extended cut where he still has scenes missing. <laughs> the grenade scene was missing, all that you stuff. You still want to see his toys. Yeah, exactly. We'll always <laughs> oh, always waiting God, yeah, that to line. see his toys. <laughs> we'll never see his toys. <laughs> it sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, like, we'll never see that stuff and it's unfortunate but with all that and then plus him kind of being written out of the the future like the forthcoming movies yeah especially the Batman movie yeah if he was happy with his role and Warner Bros was happy with how he did in the role you would think he would fast track him to be in everything it's a joker (laughs) literally the joker and usually that happens I feel like regardless like if it's just like a passable performance they usually want to keep the same actors in place so the fact that everyone's just willing to like abandon ship and change over is actually a little bit scary yeah General Ross in Iron Man yeah. <laughs> is still around yeah. <laughs> but Joker is just this like from the whole universe that's yeah. not a good sign DC not a good sign but Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is there hope <laughs> she is providing a lot of hope because every time I see that trailer I get chills yeah what do you guys think about the trailers Sam I just I just um, the woman of the audience yeah. <laughs> the woman of the podcast I every time I watch that trailer especially when her theme music comes on at the very end of it because it's just so epic <laughs> <laughs> It's so epic, and it's the Wonder Woman I've always wanted. I wasn't a Wonder Woman fan until really recently, and I'm not ashamed to admit that because she's gone through good rewrites and horrible rewrites in the DC comic world, Mm. and I've hated some of her costumes and loved some of them. But the one that we saw in Dawn of Justice that we are seeing in our own movie is more what I always thought Wonder Woman should be, which is kind of the hardcore Amazon warrior with like a moral compass, but then is struggling with what to do with her power because like the human fights aren't necessarily her fights. It's not really Mm. her world. It's just her sense of justice pushing her to do that. Mm. And so the fact that even in Dawn of Justice, she's kind of like acts like she's on the fence about whether or not she's going to get involved. That makes more sense to me than the Wonder Woman we used to get in cartoons and in comics. That's like basically a female Superman. Yeah. You know, I never liked that. So I'm just really, really excited for this movie. And I'm really scared because (laughs) like that trailer is perfect. And meaning that my chances for being hurt are so high up right now. <laughs> a good chance it might pull an X-Men on you. Like yeah, that. you're real high on that mountaintop right now. Yeah. Just, Wonder Bros. So just scared. Spartan kick you off. <laughs> this is Snyderverse! <laughs> <laughs> What's your Arsenio? I'm the same. Like I'm definitely with all the like, especially the fight sequences, like how she moves around and just kicking ass. Mm, yes. Mm. There's one quote I always loved about how they, they describe Wonder Woman in Dawn of Justice, where she has the skills of Batman, but the power of Superman. Yes. So it's like the perfect harmony. It's like she's fucking shit up. And things like that even better in this universe because Superman can't fight for crap. Yeah. <laughs> he just flies at things. He's a flying brick. Yeah. <laughs> no, but definitely that like. 
the comedy here moments here they're like they're good they're refreshing and like you see how she goes from being so youthful and naive to, towards the world and wanting to help everyone to downstairs where she's like I'm not I'm not dealing with your shit yeah you guys fucked up for so many years you're all assholes I'm out yeah and then it takes you know Superman appearing to make her change her mind about it and then get yeah. the hope into the in the whole civilization that's one of the few threats from BVS I really like was interested of and I want to see like continue throughout the movies yeah. like it was a cool setup to Wonder Woman to have her kind of be that figure of like she obviously tried at one point so you're like oh so what happened and now Wonder Woman's a story of like what actually happened yeah and Chris Pine's sexy so that's what happened <laughs> something something bad happened to Chris Pine <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna make it out of this movie, y'all. Oh <laughs> well, man, it's a hundred years in the past, so. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Before the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I was just. So, what would you give it? Like a perfect? Did you really enjoy it? You're looking forward to it. I definitely enjoy it a lot. I'm not yeah. gonna say perfect because it's been so many times where I've been hyped up so much by a trailer that I eventually get let down. Don't think about the future movies. Think about this. Just the just trailer. The trailer. Trailer. Then yeah. Definitely. Then yeah. See. Good pacing. Good directions. Good flow. Didn't show too much of the story. Yeah just showed all the accuracy and was like okay I'm interested I want to see it but it's not like oh I, I know what happens chronologically just from one trailer yeah so it's definitely like one of the the perfect trailers I've seen so far I also really like that they do show enough of her fighting to show that not only can she hold her own but like she does her own thing like she yes. basically says to the soldiers like you know we're supposed to like protect our freedom and protect each other and that's what I'm gonna do and she just walks out onto that field like I got this basically I'm glad you, you so mentioned epic. that part of this trailer because I, I would really just echo what you guys said and just like <laughs> the like the trailer the epic tone of the trailer the the aspect of Wonder Woman like the music mm-hmm. the, oh, the just beauty, the hype behind the, it the mascara that the, shot of the yes the colors mm-hmm. just everything about the trailer like oh my god loved every single aspect of it but that moment in the trailer yeah. where she walks into that battlefield and she blocks that bullet from that moment of the trailer on it was just a roller coaster of awesome for me yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was just it on just the floor the entire stop. time yes draw floor an entire it's a ride of fun <laughs> I'm like yeah. and then you get that theme song and it just seals it all together yes and then as the trailer ends I get that cold moment of realization it's DC man <laughs> <laughs> me again baby because <laughs> i'm gonna say it right now guys as much as i love this trailer i'll give it a perfect two just for what it is it's everything i wanted to see in a dc trailer but i've said this before for bvs <laughs> yeah. that first trailer it's doing the same thing that first bvs trailer did for me where it's not showing me like the plot really it's just showing me the epic scenes i want to see it's showing me the epic tone i want to see it's showing me the comedic elements i want to see but if it comes down to it and it's a jumbled mess if it's even Suicide Squad level, mm. like if it's even passable, it's a failure in my eyes. It has to be has to. more than passable or perfect for the DCEU to actually take a turn for the better in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And what worries me about that too, especially with Wonder Woman, like the fact that it's a female writer, a female director. Yeah. If it blows, Tumblr is going to explode. Bigger than <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm no. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. <laughs> That is what's going to happen. And, you know, I worry sometimes from a political standpoint, just because I've seen versions of it happen so often that there's going to be some kind of like undermining where once again, like the studio might get involved and kind of be like, well, this is the Wonder Woman we've always had. So you have to have A, B and C in this movie. And that yeah. it would get messy from that. And the Wonder Woman we've always had has always been like patriarchal, even though she's a matriarch and like yeah. has always had all these problems. So I'm really hoping that the studio gives the direct and the creative team enough room to do it the way they want to do it because I think that's the only way for it to be a cohesive plot and a cohesive movie.
movie instead of just like two visions that get slapped into one, which is what I think we keep seeing. Don't make it Hancock. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Why you gotta hurt my feelings? With that? <laughs> no, if it's the la- if it's the final scene and she gets saved by the guy because she can't like. I'll just walk out. Oh, oh my god! Imagine the whole movie is like perfect until that moment. He's like, "You dropped the ball there. <laughs> Way to DC this." <laughs> now, the love interest will pick up the sword and kill the villain while she's just there on her knees, wounded. Up. I have a question: Are they bulletproof or not? Hey, I don't. I'm not sure. Nah, no. I mean, not you remember that slow motion scene of the bullet? Where she's not the Flash? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at it, and the other friend gets shot. I was like, yeah, they're good. They can get shot. Yeah. No, her, that's what her gauntlets are for. Her gauntlets are bulletproof because she is not. See, that is so what I gather. Mm-hmm. You think if she's slept by Doomsday, she's not bulletproof, like it would like, hurt more than it looked like it did in that movie. But I, I would say she's definitely a lot sturdier than most no- mortals. Yeah. But now nah, bullets will still shoot her. Okay. And eventually will kill her. Because there's a difference between bullets like that pierce your skin and like pain threshold. Like, I would imagine that as an Amazon warrior, her pain threshold is, like, as high as it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, like, I'm sure she can still get hurt pretty easily if you get down to it. Okay. It's, if you can catch her, though, because that's the thing is they've made her power so much about agility just much as strength that you really have to be able to hit her to be able to hurt her. Yeah, she jumped, like, 20 blocks in one leap and beat us. <laughs> oh, my God. That jump in the trailer where she's, like, flipping through the air and lands her feet into a sprint. Oh, my God. That was so epic. <laughs> And the lasso glows. Yes. Perfect little detail. Yeah. Hopefully she's fighting Ares with that at the end where she like flings that guy into the air and like slams him to the ground like Mortal Kombat finishing style. <laughs> Coming to Injustice 2. Jesus Christ, that whole trailer is good. Please don't hurt me, DC. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Wait. All right. Especially let's move with on. the woman's movie. Don't fox me. <laughs> don't fox me. Oh my gosh, messed up. Hey, man. All right. Let's move on to the next trailer. This is more of a thing for me. I, I can't help it, guys. I... I love giant you monsters love, fighting. You love Kong. I, I love Kong. Kong. You know what I was talking about before I even said it? Yeah. You know me too no, well. <laughs> I've seen all your posts, bro. You are obsessed. You are like, best Harambe documentary ever. <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I, something about a giant monkey beating his chest and then roaring. Uh, the yeah. Peter Jackson movie. Look, it was a three-hour bloated slug of a movie. Like yeah. it, kill, slow, it kills you. It kills you. But if you just fast-forward to those Kong moments and the final sequence, that's it. The final sequence, but not, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part in that Peter Jackson movie was that T-Rex fight. Yeah, I saw that in IMAX when it first came out, and I'm just. <laughs> No was Jurassic Park. Yeah, oh, that was a precursor to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic World, actually. Yeah, there you go. But Jesus Christ, I love giant monsters fighting. So when the Kong trailer came out, one, I was scared because I've seen Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Godzilla's pretty boring. I did not want a boring ass Kong. Oh, I had Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch as husband and wife. So warning signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the comedy I saw in that trailer, mm-hmm. John C. Riley being in it probably oh helps. My God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And uh, you all should have come here. <laughs> Peter Goodman, I think, is his name. John Goodman. John Goodman, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Where did I get Peter from? No, but he's oh, like, English? he's a really good actor. He's usually in um, movies with the Coen brothers. And he's, whenever he's a serious character, it's always funny. Like, he just can't get away from like bringing some humor into it, but in a really balanced way. So I'm excited to see both of them. Did you see him in Cloverfield, uh, Take Cloverfield Lane? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. He brings that kind of intensity to it when he's like in a serious role. He's intense. Yeah. And then you remember he was also Fred Flintstone back in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My blood. Weird. <laughs> but um, I'm not I'm not too worried about about Kong 
you know, considering, like, you just mentioned Godzilla, more because they kind of positioned the Godzilla movie as, like, an apocalyptic movie, except instead of it being an apocalypse, it's a giant monster. Yeah, the director like, described it as a force of nature. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Kong, I really like that they're kind of bringing in some kind of, like, you know, just, like, not mysticism, but, like, myths, and that there's monsters there, and it's this weird island, and just kind of, like, all the mythos that's around it, I feel like, is going, it helps, like, set that mood of, like, you can take it more seriously, because you're already accepting the rules of that world. Did you see the, um, the original movie and the Peter Jackson movie? I haven't seen the Peter Jackson movie. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You've seen it, right? The Peter yeah, Jackson I've seen movie. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With this trailer, definitely, like, all the stuff they show them, but with the, with the newest trailer, I kind of feel like they showed a little bit too much. Like there's some of the parts of the island where I was like, I wish they didn't show like the other monsters. I keep that as a little surprise. Mm. Keep the little yeah. mystery to it. That's true. Because I was like, oh, now they have other things to fight. Yeah. They showed the skulls before, but they didn't actually show the monsters alive. Mm-mm, so no. there was like the implication that they were going to be there. I keep it really drawing an audience. You want to be like, hey guys, it's not. Because look, what, like first, what was your rating for that? For the if you were to give the Kong trailer a rating. Um. Well, because I'm not so a super level. fan, it's like it's like passable, passable maybe yeah. more than passable. That's fair. Don't yeah. hurt, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. It's fine. <laughs> Godzilla shit. <laughs> like my face has changed. It like drops. Is like you don't like it. Yeah. You're fired. Get out. <laughs> I'll kick you out the board cave right now. <laughs> All right. So what did you think, Arsene? For me, it was definitely like more than passable. Getting close to perfect because yeah. like you feel that the story, the visuals, the tone. It feels more. Like you said, a little bit less bloated than the Peter Jackson one. Yeah. Whereas, like, okay, I'm watching Lord of the Rings with King Kong. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it feels like an action movie, kind of like what Godzilla was trying to do. Yeah. And hopefully, what we're going to do when we finally get Godzilla versus King Kong. Whereas, like, exactly. bring it all together and just give you that jaw dropping intensity, testosterone boosting action that you want. Exactly. Like, Fast and the Furious with giant monsters. That's exactly what I want. Give me that. I'm hoping the action movie is that. I'm glad you mentioned the Godzilla aspect because I would also give it a more than passable. Even though I'm a super fan, I would only probably give it something like this a, pa- a, a perfect if it had Godzilla in it. If it was a Godzilla roar at the end, then um, ah, explosions nah, of yeah. happiness. <laughs> I'm totally about this. After I would the credits, in. hopefully. Fingers crossed. Mm, Post credit scene? I'm down with that because it's going to set up Godzilla like two, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And we're finally getting Pacific Rim too. So even more giant monsters combining yes but you know I was a Godzilla VHS kid so I, I love the trailer I love the humor aspects like I said I love the different aspects oh like back to what you were saying um, Sam about the, the showing of like the island mm-hmm. and kind of like having Kong in the background and all this other stuff going on yeah that's not only in the original movie but also in the Peter Jackson film like Skull Island itself like for the first half of the film before it gets to New York is a character mm-hmm. yeah. like they do kind of go into like the different eco like system in the uh, mm-hmm. in the island like how it's kind of like okay. throwback to the like, Jurassic period like we were talking about before there's dinosaurs like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like mutated giant like insects and stuff and mm-hmm. in this trailer you actually kind of even see that where it's like a giant spider kind of like walking yeah, through the tree when she saw that mm, I'm with you <laughs> <laughs> right. scared of spiders I was like oh, oh no <laughs> no <laughs> like the weird insect scene in the Pure Jackson movie was freaky as hell <laughs> So if they do something like that, like the same kind of tone in this movie, kudos. Yes. (laughs) So just don't make it 4D. Yeah. I'll punch something. 
I'm hoping that John C. Riley um, Novacore humor is really just like kind of get the general audience into the movie. I'm hoping yeah. it's more of a balance where it has a serious tone of Godzilla, but also has the the comedic elements, where it's like yeah. a, like a Marvel movie, yeah. where, where it's not like a big walking joke the whole time. Yeah, because we've all seen the Matthew Broderick version. We don't want that again. Yeah, give yeah. me the roller coaster, like give me well, the big action set pieces, and give me the moments of like like levity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and you also you don't want it to be like th- two to three hours of people walking around stone faced, you know, and have the opposite. Like um, I'm glad that they have him. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm glad that they have him there, and also I'm kind of excited to see Tom Hiddleston and Allison Pill in those roles because I just like them mm. as actors, and I feel like we didn't even mention Loki and Nick Fury's in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like those two. Not Samuel L. Jackson is just Samuel L. Jackson, but <laughs> Allison Pill and Tom Hiddleston are more like nuanced actors in the type of work they take. I mean, yeah. we've all seen him as Loki, but in some of his other roles, he, I don't know, he's like. He has multiple sides to him, so he's uh, just a generally good actor. And Alison Pill has been in like really weird roles because she was in that super mm-hmm. drama called The Room about mm-hmm. being trapped in a room, uh, trapped in the room and having a son and having like basically being trapped by her rapist and like living there for years and years. Yeah. And then she was also the drummer in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So well, the tone I... between those two movies—that's <laughs> talent right there. So I hope the Kong lands somewhere in the middle between no rapists idea. and video games. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, you somewhere know, that kind of makes sense when you think about it because yeah. you want that levity, but you want that drama. <laughs> that so there, you, there you go. That's yeah, her right. acting <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be what Godzilla should have been. Yeah. And I'm hoping yeah. it sets up this universe because, I mean, just look at the memes on the internet. Yeah. Like, it's... It's not even so much like people talking about Kong. They're already talking about like, yeah, Kong's in this, but Godzilla's coming. <laughs> yeah, because that's what everybody wants. Yeah, they want that fight between Godzilla and King Kong. It's like, Godzilla, King Kong's cool, but it's like, it's the movie you have to do to get to the big Avengers film like, that they're setting it's up. Like, yeah. It's like the giant monster Avengers. Like, you just want it to come together. Exactly. No coincidence that Nick Fury's in this. <laughs> it's, he's going to be one of recruiting Godzilla at the end. <laughs> I've come to recruit you to a new team, Godzilla. <laughs> I'm also feeling like he just has a weird affinity for gorillas at this point because he was also in Tarzan. Oh my god! He was like one of the main characters in Tarzan. Like obviously he's not Tarzan, but he's like his best friend from the civilized world that oh, comes animals. back to the jungle with him. So like it's really funny that he just appears in all these animal movies now. He's like, I'm tired of you superheroes. I'm gonna go like shoot the shit with these gorillas. Hopefully he's in Godzilla then, because then it's like a thing where he was in a movie about snakes and a movie about gorillas, and it's exactly. like a giant, a giant reptile versus a giant monkey. It's like it all comes together. I feel like oh he's just God. collecting at this point. Like he's just collecting <laughs> acting experiences. It's like a, it's like a Samuel Jackson bingo tournament. Just off what he has. Uh, all right, we got one more trailer I want to talk about, and that's because I'm a big Disney fan at heart. You know, I'm a big softy guy. So let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. Bonkers. Yeah. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that in the back? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, come on, guys. It's like this week, um, we're talking about Doctor Strange, but Fantastic Beasts is out in theaters. So, you know, we got some Hermione in this trailer. We got yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter's in the movie theaters. We got Hermione coming out in Beauty and the Beast. Like, I, was, I was sold just for that. I was like, she's in it? Okay, I'm sold. Yeah. So let's go around the room. Give me your rating and what you thought about it. Let's start with Sam. Okay. Um, I really like it. I think it's... I think it looks like a really nice treatment of the movie, especially coming off of how famous the animated movie is. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's... I know it's still going to be magical, but I'm hoping they put just a little bit more of the realism of the original fairy tale that it's based on in there instead of it being so Disney-fied. Oh, like still the original, like, grim like, fairy yeah. tale? Yeah. Like, not, not necessarily to make it dark, but just to, like, 
like handle it just a little bit more emotionally instead of like the sort of like black and white of like he's a beast but he's really good on the inside don't be sad beast like that's kind of what <laughs> the good summary. Movie best synopsis ever <laughs> <laughs> don't be sad beast <laughs> So I'm hoping there's just like a little more variety and nuances in there with it. And that's really my only concern with it. Otherwise, I think it's a really like beautiful looking version, like real life version of what we got in the animated movie. And I think picking Emma Watson was a really smart choice because she's so beautiful. But you can she pulls off smart really well. I mean, we all know her as Hermione. Yeah. But, you know, she just kind of has that quietness about her where you know that she's going to be a little bit witty and bring some of that to it. And you really need that with a bell. Yeah. So. What do you think, Arsenio? Oh, so if you had to give the trailer a rating? Oh, more than passable. More than passable. Yeah. All right. The visuals definitely got me hooked immediately. I was like, holy crap, this looks amazing. All the shots, even the the recreation of the ball scene, like how it's shot, all the colors and everything. Yeah. It's kind of like when I first saw Maleficent. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, this is pretty close to how it was but refreshing so yeah. I'm hoping it does that but like Sammy said like it has a little bit of that original grim fairy tale because mm. if we're just gonna watch a live action version of the same what we saw back in the 90s it's like kind of what's the point Disney it's like they're trying to reboot their own movies <laughs> I mean they are so yeah <laughs> it is no but it's also that it gets a little boring like again like when I watched Tarzan and I didn't ex- I didn't know what to expect from seeing like Tarzan live action after all these years, but it was so much closer to the original book than mm. the Disney version of Tarzan. And it was just such a beautiful treatment of it because they made it pretty poetic. And I would really love to see more of that coming up in these other remakes. I don't want them they're pr- Disney princess movies, but I don't want them to be so princessified. I want them to be like fuller stories if they can be. You got a decent shot because I don't know if you saw the Jungle Book movie, but they took more elements from the book for the movie rendition rather than from the um, animated movie. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe. It's a high Hopefully. probability. Yeah. So what was your, uh, your rating, Arsenio? Yeah, more than passable. More than passable. All right, see, I'm, I'm a dork. I'm going to give this a perfect. He's <laughs> <laughs> a romantic the, at heart. Yeah, but what the trailer is, like, I mean, you can't show me scenes of, like, like the, the flower petals falling. I don't know if you guys, did you see? That's beautiful. Yes. No, that was beautiful. And you got the, the, the melodic remix of the... Yeah. He's going throughout the entire trailer. Yeah, yeah. the instrumentals like, of it, where you can hear the lyrics, but there's no lyrics yet. Yeah, like, it plucked at my heartstrings, y'all. Like, I can't not give this a perfect for the trailer. I don't know what the movie's going to be like. Hopefully yeah. it kind of carries the same tone. I, and I don't know what I want. Yeah. I, I would actually probably be okay with a direct remake, <laughs> shot for shot, because I don't know if you saw the comparison to the, um, they had 1991 animated movie comparison, like shot for shot for this movie, or oh, for this trailer, cool. I mean. Yeah. And it's all those scenes from the trailer are lifted from scenes from the animated movie. So it could very well be an entire remake mm-hmm. of the original movie. And for me, it, it is that good. I might be okay with that. <laughs> but that's just because, you know. Yeah. I want to see that. Like I want. I haven't seen the movie in so long. Yeah. As an adult, seeing it again. That's true. Yeah. It would be nice to like go back to it. I never actually saw the Cinderella remake. I didn't no. either. But so I was never like really a big Cinderella fan. Same. Like I mean, I like Cinderella, but I'm not like, oh my god, Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Yo, in tickets tonight. Let's yeah. Go. No, it's not. It ain't Mulan. It ain't Lion King. Yo. It ain't. <laughs> it's low tier Disney for Mulan me. Mulan needs to come like ASAP. Like <laughs> and properly cast. Bro, they need to take all that budget that they use in that. St- Stupid Matt Damon movie and make a Mulan movie ASAP. Right? Yeah. yeah. Starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> What's 
Speaking of Scarlett Johansson, I was actually wondering if you have seen the Ghost in the Shell trailer. I have. I did not write this on my list of trailer notes to talk about, but if you want to get into it, well, we saw. I don't want that controversy. (laughs) You want that fight right now? You want to get into this? You want to go, bro? It's Trump America, baby. What you trying to say? (laughs) Listen, I'll say it all. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Trump becomes president. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Damn it, Barry. (laughs) So Barry woke up like, what's happening? So, like, you want to talk about it? Or how'd you feel about it? Well, I actually really like it. Oh, but I just wrap up um, wrapping yeah, up Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Yeah. We go back to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I gave it a perfect, and I did really like it, and I'm hoping the movie, when it comes out, is exactly the way the trailer plays out. Hoping. That's fair. Fingers crossed. That's a yeah. good call. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I don't know, Jungle Book was amazing. I cried in that movie, man. So, if it's anywhere near that quality, but with Emma Watson in it... I'll cry even more. Oh, and before we have it, one complaint, Gaston... Not jacked enough. Nah, <laughs> nah. He needed to be Dwayne Johnson size. Yeah. yeah, I like the actor. He's he's always been interesting. Like he's gonna have that energy to him. Yeah, but he's not that huge. Well, I mean, the voice acting on point because yeah. Beast sounds just like Beast. Beast looks just like Beast. Yeah, when he mm-hmm. roars props, and saves her from the that, wolves. Props yeah. on that special effects. Team. Yes. And um, when Gaston does the, then we kill the Beast. I'm like, that is exactly Gaston. But is, yeah. he, is he gonna sing a song though? That's what I want. Jungle Book sung the main songs mm. oh okay yeah so like it, it wasn't a complete musical but like for like the the songs you knew it by mm-hmm. it would have it in some form mm-hmm. so again hopefully it's high probability let's get into that controversy what's up go to the show <laughs> white casting yeah how'd you feel about it how do you really feel <laughs> how, how I really feel is that visually it's actually really stunning and I've never mm. seen a successful live action version of an animated movie speaking of shot for shock accuracy exactly going off Beauty and Beast yeah exactly thing. like they really they really worked so hard to get everything like shot for shot with that right down to the the shelling process I was like what is the word for it um the visuals with the shelling process it's literally scene by scene and then a lot of the settings are scene by scene and i mean that's a really hard anime to make exact yeah when you think about it you know we're not talking about an anime that's like pretty contemporary with like a girl in a tight suit and that's about it there's a lot going on in there so i was pretty shocked that they're pulling it off so well Mm -hmm. and i don't mind scarlett johansson in it only because i understand the move of catch of casting her yeah that a movie like this based off of like a cult classic anime is probably not going to get mainstream um, recognition anyway unless you have somebody in there someone to yeah. hook it to fuel that argument Lucy was crap but dropping Scarlett Johansson <laughs> in it made it like a blockbuster so exactly <laughs> exactly right and it was a cool enough premise that even though like it was a weird movie just between the premise and then having her you wanted to see how it played out yeah. even if you weren't satisfied at the end so I feel like we're getting that with Ghost in the Shell plus it being so beautiful and comparison by c- comparison perfect yeah. so I'm I'm pretty excited for it and I thought I wasn't going to care honestly mm. like I really didn't it's think really it won you matter. over okay yeah it did yeah. so I'm more than passable no. really all that and not perfect <laughs> well I guess is it, if, if she was Asian <laughs> that'd be perfect that is perfect <laughs> I guess the trailer is perfect I think personally like I don't know how much that story is going to win me over Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not fully... When it comes to Wonder Woman, I'm like, I'm invested in that story. And they show enough of it in the trailer that I can see the arc of it and get excited about it. You know, the Ghost in the Shell trailer is almost perfect, but I don't really know what's on the line yet. 
gotcha. with the trailer. So that's why I'm like not fully invested in it. I'm just like excited for it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yes, when I when I first heard about it, because I'd seen the original movie back when I was younger. You were mad. <laughs> I was like, what? Ghost in the shell? Fuck out of here. I was like I was like the eventual white Akira that we're gonna get from like twenty years ago that they're still not making. Oh, and like Keanu Reeves being Spike from Kelby Bebop? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a weird one. But I mean, uh, but it's Keanu. John Wick, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's Keanu. <laughs> I'll take it. Now, I'm sorry about it, especially with the Scarlett Johansson casting, and then her like the stage, they're like they're trying to like CGI the actors to look more Asian. It's like I just, didn't hear about that. Yeah, really? they were they were like one of their test fields was trying that, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm glad somebody in the room yeah. said that. Somebody in that room had a brain. <laughs> one person back was like, "It's fucked up." <laughs> it's like you will go to hell with that. But when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "I'm just give it a shot," and I see it, and I'm like, "Wait." This is the intro, yeah. like exactly mm-hmm. the brain going to the body, the liquid goo, the sl- flakes falling off, the rising up. Oh yeah, and then the shots of the scene where she takes off the coat, dives down, finding a guy, spin kicks. They even do like the crazy graphics where he's like spinning in the air for like a good two seconds and then drops. I didn't think they were gonna do the man. You think they're gonna have like digital nipples? Like, <laughs> I think I was gonna just airbrush for the trailers, but like when you get in the movie, it's gonna be like <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna get some CGI Scarlett Johansson nipples, maybe. Yeah. Cause that's the first thing I was like, that's wait, anime. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, wait, when I saw the comparison. I'm like, wait, she doesn't have any nipples. Okay, maybe for the trailer. But one thing I'm do hoping with her, <laughs> Sam's looking at us like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is important, Sam. <laughs> it is continuity. <laughs> but for, yes, continuity reasons. <laughs> but I also noticed like they're mixing elements from like from both movies. Yeah, because like the geisha robots are from the second movie, and like mixing those elements together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. see how they combine that into one cohesive story. For Scar Jan's acting, she seems pretty similar to what we've seen so far. I'm hoping she like figures out the character and like does it good and all the action scenes. I'm hoping she doesn't blink the entire movie because that's what made the major oh. so creepy in the original movie. Because I didn't even realize that when you rewatch the movie, she she never blinks. It's always like dead dead point staring. Because you know she's like an android, so she's not completely human. Yeah. So that just throws you off as a viewer. So if she does that too. I'm like, all right, props. <laughs> but visually, like, I'm impressed with the team. Like, that's that's attention to detail. Yeah. Going it that far. So more than passable, you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give it more than passable too. I'm not a huge Ghost in the Shell fan. Like, I I mean, I'd watch the yeah, anime, but I was fair. never like, like super hot on it. You know what I mean? I was not like, oh my god, I love Ghost in the Shell. I, got, mm. I can't wait to tune in tonight to see Ghost in the Shell and Don't Sweat. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just for like the sake of the, like, the accuracy of it, and I like the the Neo Tokyo setting of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just love that like cyberpunk world, and to have that be shown in like such a like amazing high budget fashion mm-hmm. I can't not be kind of like in awe of it mm-hmm. curious to see where it's gonna go I mean uh, I feel stupid saying this but you know watch the anime and be like is this just too smart for me like <laughs> <laughs> It like, definitely takes a while. Yeah, so like I don't know what the story is going to be like. I think it's just an adaptation of the overall arc of the anime. I don't know if it's like actually going no, to be. No, it's actually going to like the first movie and the second movie. Oh, so it's going to be an adaptation of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Of both of them, it looks like. Okay, so they're going to Scott Pilgrim it basically. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. which can work. So if it works and it has you know decent pacing, I'm not bored halfway between like yeah. halfway into it, then. I'll be excited. That's, <laughs> the, that's the one thing I am worried about, where it's going to be like too cerebral sometimes. Because even, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan, but sometimes I'm just like, okay, I got to stop, pause, get a coffee, come back, refresh my brain. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff happening. You're like, okay, give me a yeah. second. And also keep in mind, this is an anime adaptation, guys. Yeah. Like, I know it looks great, but like. No, that's why I'm not giving it a perfect, because I yeah. just, like, even with the trailer itself, like, it is pretty cerebral. And it's fine for this stage of where they are and the fact that it's not coming out for a little while mm. and stuff like that. So I don't mind it. But 
there's nothing to indicate that it won't be entirely cerebral, which is my only problem. I'm more like invested in it aesthetically too, yeah. because I've never seen a good anime like adaptation like come to live action. And I'm still ruined by Dragon Ball Evolution. No, God, I don't compare it to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a movie. Like I don't yeah, know what. No. That's a long joke. Well, that's hopefully it's game. more than live. More than live. Uh, like. Inception cerebral rather than like Lucy. Yeah. Where yeah. you could call Lucy cerebral. I mean, you, you could call it that, but its whole premise yeah. is based on stupidity anyway. Well, and you gotta break your brain with Lucy sometimes. It's like just shut the brain off. It's not trying to think. Yeah. But Lucy tries to be deep, and I'm hoping that's not what the movie does. Yeah. Try to be deep and then fall flat in his face. Sometimes that's worse because when you do that, that's when you get those boring movies where it's like, all right, it's not even entertaining because mm-hmm. you're trying to like drive a message down my throat that isn't as deep as they're trying to make it seem. Like. Yeah. Well, and also I'm sort of hoping because I feel like she's done this a couple of times. I'm hoping that Scarlett Johansson, like even for an android and for her character and for being a ghost just like relaxes a bit more into her role and like shows some personality like I don't care if it's robotic or human but I feel like she kind of has like in Lucy she had one idea of how she was supposed to be when she's losing her humanity as like she's getting smarter and smarter and like more, more of a consciousness and it became really wooden I felt like towards the end and I hope she doesn't do that in this role but I can see how easily that mm, happened that wasn't even a fear I thought of but you're absolutely correct yeah. Yeah. yeah that moment when I have the when you realize that Lucy was a foreshadowing to her being in Ghost in the Shell becoming more robotic it basically Holy crap. is yeah <laughs> they should become like symbiote jizz in, in that movie or something like yeah <laughs> Some weird, some like she becomes like Venom, but like the data version of it. Yeah, I'm just like, why couldn't you just stick with telekinesis? Yeah, <laughs> like, just stop there. It's fine. Just keep it simple, stupid. Like don't, don't do all this extra stuff. All right, but anyway, yeah. let's get into Doctor Strange. Yeah, we are two weeks behind, but let's talk about it. let's talk about this world of magic that we're in. <laughs> world. Doctor Strange gross 160 million dollars to date. Woo. Marvel ain't hurting, guys. They're doing good business. Yeah. <laughs> this is right under there. It's projected to be right under there with like the top Marvel contenders. So we're thinking like Civil War, Winter Soldier, those top Marvel movies, yeah. it's up there. It's refreshing, too. That's yes. what definitely helps it. So let's talk about what we thought about the movie, rate it, and then we'll kind of just go into like our favorite parts about it, some things we mm-hmm. didn't like, just kind of discuss it, because there's a lot to talk about. Let's get yeah. into it. What you think, Sam? How'd you feel about Doctor Strange? We always start with me. Oh, you don't wanna? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I've just been noticing. Is, I'm, I'm sorry, because like, you're on my right. Over here. <laughs> I usually go like you know clockwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I think I liked I liked Doctor Strange as a character more than I thought I would because I didn't really go into this as like a Doctor Strange fan. I just went into this as like, oh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch and it's Marvel and I want to see what happens to this. Yeah. Um, so I'm like not necessarily as invested of a fan to his portrayal and how accurate it is or whatever. But I really enjoyed it. Um I just, I generally have trouble with any premise that is reliant on these rules and this world and this thing and it's called a this and the this is to the that and the that is to this and that is magic. But that's, you know, what you call it. That's not what we call it. Go. So four. Yeah, basically. Yeah, ex- which is why I like still haven't finished the second Thor movie. <laughs> so, so. I I really enjoyed it, but it's not my favorite movie just because of like that stuff. It just that kind of like logic of having to learn all of that lingo to be able to enjoy it kind of drags it down for me sometimes. Yeah. So what'd you give on uh, the rating? 
passing out the more than passables today, but more than passable. <laughs> it's just not perfect. Like, I was perfectly yeah. entertained, you know, but it's like, it's not something I would necessarily watch again. Mm. You know, like, I watched it and, like, I'm, I feel good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, good with, I'm in a good place with this. I'm yeah, happy where this exactly. is. I'm going to put it down now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Arsenio? I definitely enjoyed, like, the arc of the story. He had a very, like, Tony Stark kind of character growth where he's like an asshole at first and then he learns how to be the good guy be the hero so yeah. like that redemption arc always like always gets me as a fan it's like I believe in him he could do it <laughs> from asshole to hero yeah <laughs> my life <laughs> <laughs> but that was definitely good the visuals were great the casting was on point especially how, like they changed around Wong where he's not like the cliched like manservant yeah, yeah Asian manservant where he's like yeah. he's a hard ass and we just talked about some <laughs> problematic issues with white people being cast as Asians we got the kind of, same kind of issue in Doctor Strange don't yeah, we <laughs> yeah the ancient one who is yeah. now at least they threw it out there and said it yeah at least it wasn't like oh yeah she's Chinese like how <laughs> houseway <laughs> <laughs> No, and she, it was smart to say Celtic because you know there's a lot of like ancient mysticism. Yeah, they have like rooms like yeah. The, yeah. So that that makes sense at least. It's not like yeah. oh she just happens to be white. They at least bent like, the magic to not be just one straight up like oh it's an Asian magic. It's like a blend of a lot of things. Yeah, generic magic. It's older than time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the visuals are definitely like a trip. Like. Yeah. Thank God I don't, I don't do drugs because if I would have been on acid when I saw that movie, I would have been in one of those dimensions. We were falling through his eyeball and the fingers were becoming fingers. And the hands fingers. coming out. <laughs> like that whole sequence, I was just like, okay, this is why I will never do drugs again. This is, that, that will sober you up. Falling through space and time. Yeah, that kind of do it. What, Did you notice that they were actually going through different dimensions that they've actually shown in the Marvel Universe so far? Yeah, like the, yeah. Micro, like the microverse. And then you exactly. get, before you show, before you show uh, the big bad, Get a quick glimpse of him too and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see his color scheme. Yeah. That, <laughs> his color scheme. that big eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was amazing. Like, the character's good, the story's good. My main problem of always is the villain. The villain. It just falls flat. Cassilis. Yeah, whatever his name was. Maz Mickelson. Hannibal. He's Hannibal to me. He, right? He's Hannibal. TV yeah. Hannibal. <laughs> he's TV Hannibal. Yeah. So it's like, okay, he wants to rule the world, work for Dormammu, falls flat, just yeah. has two or three moments and that's it. Even all his lackeys were like, okay, hey, hi, bye. Marvel's main problem is the villains. Apart from Loki, always. that's it. Yeah. And I'm hoping Thanos will change that around. And Netflix. Yeah. We'll always have Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so what was your rating? Definitely more than passable. More than passable. I'm there because I've seen like how he grows from here, especially yeah. with, with the scenes after the credits. Because mm. got me hyped for Thor Ragnarok. Yes, yes. And we'll I didn't think anything it. would get me hyped for Thor Ragnarok, but like, <laughs> really, the premise of a Hulk gladiator didn't do it for you. No, not really. You're hard to please, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of like I'm I'm. I like more grounded stories, like just a little bit more grounded. What is not grounded about? the Hulk in a gladiator arena fighting Thor on Elseworld your yes. existence right now for asking that question <laughs> <laughs> alright but for me Doctor Strange Rod the Gay I'm gonna same as you guys uh, more than passable I love I'm glad we talked about um, our expectations for the movies beforehand yeah. because 
they did exactly what I wanted them to do. They did not give anything away in the trailers. The reality warping aspect, like they showed in the the uh, in the trailers, yeah. we thought was just gonna be like, oh, it's a straight up Inception, and like, oh, I'm kind of bored by that. The way they incorporate that with like their Matrix style fighting, yeah, and like just the cinematography of like how things move and the and how weight. they're like folding out. Yes, I love that, really and cool. it's so consistent. Yeah, I've never which seen I really it before. Appreciated. Yes, because usually when you have something that imaginative, they're like, it's so surreal. Let's do anything, and there's like <laughs> there's no consistency with how it happens, yeah. which even happens a little bit in Inception because it's a dream world and anything can happen. But they made the realities fold out in a specific way, and then even mentioned that that was how you could stop damage from getting to the real world, which was cool that it had certain rules where you could contain the fighting. Yeah, that's actually one of my to. my somewhat negatives, only because I was kind of confused about the rules of the mirrorverse at some points, just like when people could actually see things happening when they couldn't. Mm-hmm. That's one of my minor, minor gripes. But if I actually yeah. this with my actual gripes, it would be with the pacing of the movie. The way I, I, I like how yeah, they fast forward through the the whatever origin in the beginning. Like it's basically Iron Man. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man. He's we, an asshole. He needs help. He's gonna go find help. He's an American. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> but they didn't, for me, give me enough scenes to know his character through example rather than just like talking about what his character was like yeah. oh you're a jerk Stephen Strange oh you're an asshole it's like but you didn't have enough scenes before the car crash kind of show me that you had one great scene with him and the oh my god I forgot her name what is it was it Rachel McAdams Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yes playing Christine was. there you go she like there's like one great scene where he kind of blows up at her when she's trying to help him and he says all the things you shouldn't say to somebody when you fight is <laughs> like yeah and when you're you just want to help people don't you it's like uh yeah you asshole <laughs> and he's like sitting in an empty apartment and she's like you have no money to spend on this and <laughs> she's basically saying like you don't even have a bed in your room right now bro yes. like where are you sleeping <laughs> yes because he's going through all like the surgeries and spending all his money yeah exactly and like that was a powerful scene because like when he kind of like you know kicks her out you see that it was just an explosion that came from his not only that conversation he was having with the um the surgeon that mm-hmm. wouldn't do the surgeries anymore for him yeah but also he was trying to write his own name over and over on that piece of paper yeah and it was like you saw him struggling just to write his own name yeah so like frustration with himself came out with frustrations to her yeah so i think that was really good but that was one scene to basically set up his entire character before you get into the crazy magical element mm-hmm. and there's a lot to set up in this movie yeah <laughs> a lot it's like multiple worlds that guys set up literally <laughs> and the second he shaves his beard into a goatee, he's like an, an automatic master. Yes. That's my second problem with the pacing. <laughs> Once you get into the training, you go from basically scenes of him using the sling ring, like mastering that really quick after one scene, throwaway scene with him on Mount Everest. And like, yeah. you don't even see him master it. It's just like, he gives through the portal like, I did it. Hooray. But you, and you don't even see him like struggle with it really. Like you see him struggle that with first it in part. the classes. Yeah. yeah. But you don't, you don't see that moment where he's like, so desperate to like not freeze to death for example that he finally like breaks through which yeah. would have been really nice to see instead of like the comedic like should we go check on him oh my god he made it yeah a good three minute montage scene like as small as it needed to be like a three the three minute solid montage of him messing up getting better messing up getting better yeah and like learning more like of the rules of magic before yeah. like all the action starts happening where it's like defend himself against trained magicians yeah like it looks mad easy to become a master like where do I sign up because yeah Apparently right. it takes like a month. Give me those books and I'll be set. Like his like powers were still flickering on and off, but like Ancient was already like, so one master is dead. You want the job? <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, you see his mortal like, bruh. It's like, maybe I should learn how to make this power stay on for more than an hour. Before. <laughs> yeah, but that, 
That was like one of those moments when like you idolize like maybe a certain company or something because you're thinking they have a hundred employees and you find out there's like five and that they're like super short staffed. Like that's how that felt. Like, yeah. We should hire people faster. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, just get into the movie. But um, like I want to talk about the like one of my major pluses for this movie. Definitely one of the best acted Marvel movies, I would say. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. not even necessarily what the material was. But what they would do with material. Yeah. Pori Himplo, Mordo. Mm. The scenes where he's telling Strange that he is a coward for not wanting to just jump into the battle with mysticism that he just learned about like an hour ago. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when he's intense, bro. Yeah, when he's telling him like, you're a coward, Strange. <laughs> like, I felt that. That's some intense shit. Like, it's yeah. like Shakespearean almost. Yeah. Like, I had never seen, like, a Marvel movie where, like, the there was, like, that much intensity in the acting. Yeah. Yeah, you could feel you could feel the passion and the motivations of each character, I felt like, in that movie. Whether it was Christine, like, dealing with finding out all this weird stuff at first and kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. providing, like, a ground point of, like, yeah, for humans this would look really weird. So she's dealing with that, and then Strange is dealing with, like, his personal motivations versus, like suddenly being one of the only people who apparently has enough skill to be powerful um but it wasn't like it wasn't necessarily the great with great power comes great responsibility thing it was just kind of like we're literally shorthanded like you can make a difference or not and that choice is on you yeah and i've never really seen like that dynamic and that came from all of the characters that like contributed to that to that dialogue yeah i mean i really enjoyed that aspect of the movie especially toward the end where like i I like the turn of him becoming more selfless as the movie progressed even up to the point where the ancient one wants him to actually um take up arms he's like no i didn't come here for that i just came here to fix my hands like he's still selfish even there (laughs) but like once you get to the hospital scene and especially at the end of the movie you see that he's willing to sacrifice and like he's made that turn as a character Mm -hmm. but like as impactful as it was at the end and like i i liked it like um been Cumberbatch's portrayal of his like of uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I just felt like if they had more scenes earlier in the movie before the car crash and especially in the training, I would have like had more connection to the character to more even more readily believe that turn. Yeah, like yeah. I, I got it because I want to get it and get like I know where his character's going, so it's mm-hmm. like all right, I get how this character works. I have seen this done before. Let's get to the end point. But like to actually feel it, I would prefer to have it flesh out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Acting wise, I definitely love like how he was after his hands were like ruined and his. Like trying to get his hands back and all that obsession that he had. Yes. But if you were showing him more when he was just like cocky full of himself, like always washing his hands, all the hands shots in the beginning, like show more of how he was there. Yes. Where he's like, oh, I'm not doing that because like that's boring. That's going to ruin my record. More of those things would flesh him out more and then you could see the transformation completely. Yeah. Even just like the um the the meeting he was going to, the, the was it, what was it, a gala or something he was going to go talk at? Yeah. On the the drive where the car crash happens. Mm-hmm. Can we can we have gotten that just, in the car crash? Exactly. I was going to say, he's like, show yeah. that scene and then the car crash happens. Because <laughs> when that scene happened, I was like, "Well, that was fast." Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> well, and also like, like perfect example of like something that they did right that made you understand just a bit more about him as a full character was like the fact that he's a musicophile. <laughs> yes, and like that he just bringing up these references all the time. He's like, "Man, you don't know who Beyonce is," and it's like you're looking at this character like, "Why do you know that?" But it's like it's so quirky. Yeah, and and then like. 
And it adds so much because it makes him like a unique person. But then if we also knew why he was so selfish, because people aren't just selfish because they just wake up and decide I'm going to be a jerk for the rest of my life. I mean, nobody yeah. does that. It always comes from somewhere. We never really found out why he's like that. Exactly. We found out why he's so smart. Having a photographic memory is going to propel you ahead of everything. You yeah. are going to be a faster learner. And like, and I did like the, how they try to use that phrase to be like, I have photographic memory, so maybe that's why I'm getting so good at magic so quickly, which is fine. Right. You're a prodigy. But they also pepper in, like, but you need more than that to be as good as you are. Yeah. Right. But, like, and I feel like if they backed it up with more scenes, like, actually showing of, again, that. Again, of him, like, struggling <laughs> and, like, figuring something out. Because yeah. Because you would imagine that that's trial and error and more error, <laughs> error than yeah. anything else for a while. I think it's just the pacing of trying to peck in all this information. It's, just, it's faster just to say it <laughs> rather than yeah. show it. So it's like, yeah, he's good at this and this is why. And he can do this and this why. Well, because we're so busy learning about, like, why is this book restricted? Why is there a missing page? Oh, look, we have an image of the missing page from some magical spell. What like, the hell is a Dormammu? <laughs> what the hell is a Dark Dimension? <laughs> what the hell is an Eye of Aga Baga Baga Baga? <laughs> yeah, how can he use a, an Infinity Stone that quick, that easily? Like, as good as you are, bro. Come on. I mean, I always I just fall back on the he's a prodigy and he's meant for this. Yeah, like he woke up like this. <laughs> There's a slight hint, like when she, when the ancient one's talking to him, we're like, I always can't see past this moment, like seeing mm. like the where it's like she's seen that vision of him there next to her. Yeah, where he's like the chosen one in the magic realms. Yeah, so that would be why he's so good at it. Mm. Like he is meant to be the sorcerer supreme. Yeah, flesh that out more. It's like oh, just like just as we thought he would be. Like those hints there would be like sure, like okay, that's why he's so good. He's meant to be this. Yeah. Not just, no, this guy's just broken in life. Yeah, I mean, in defense of the movie, though, at the end of it, um, he's not even Sorcerer Supreme. No. He's, like, they, they're... He's, like, one of the only guys left. I yes. <laughs> he's one of two. <laughs> exactly. So, he's, like, you don't have a choice, man. You gotta, like, at least stand in. Like, Again, shorthanded. Yeah. Like, can you at least stay until we train up some more people? Yeah, fake we it until you make it. <laughs> Please fake it until you make it. <laughs> So like you know, in defense of like, it did at least not end in the point where it's like you're you are the master. It's like no, he still has more to grow. Yeah, you got raw power, you got raw talent, and like you've got your smarts and your wits about you, mm -hmm. and that's how you can like, outsmart your enemies. Which I'm glad you bring that up because what I really loved actually about the conclusion of this movie is that like we've had the smackdowns with hmm. Thor, with the Hulk, with I mean we've had we have all these Avengers that just know how to like throw a good punch. Yeah, you know, in a pinch, but. We've never really seen a conclusion come out of, like, an intellectual situation where he literally, like, he tricked his enemy into being in the eternal loop yes. so that he would have to get his way and be able to, like, save everyone. And you've never seen somebody use brains over brawn in any of the characters that we've gotten before. And it was just really refreshing to have that be the conclusion just for a change. Not even the smart characters like Iron Man, you would think. You would think <laughs> his right? his, his conclusion is always like, punch it! <laughs> well, and Shock again, him. because, like, Marvel villains, I mean, the only reason that didn't happen this time is because it wasn't an alien invasion for the millionth time. Yeah. Or robots. But, I mean, that's always been the conflict has been like based on like fighting an army yeah you know or a bunch of agents or hydra or whatever but this time it was an ultimate evil and they went with that and made it have to be intellectual because he was not going to be able to punch that thing <laughs> i mean you saw it like it i don't yeah. know i don't know how you physically deal with that i think the greatest strength of this movie is that it took things that we've seen before that were generic and like they actually turned it to be like like for example we all have seen the comparison of this movie to Green Lantern yeah right oh yeah <laughs> how many times have we seen a giant like fog monster or something to that affect Galactus yeah. we had Parallax with Green Lantern yeah. like yeah. it took that trope 
of like the end of the world, giant beam in the air, pearls open scenario. Took all that stuff we've seen a thousand times and like twisted it a little bit and made it way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to the things that we haven't seen in the trailers, that whole climax at the end with time being rewound. Yeah. As small as it is, like, if you think about it, we've seen it a thousand times before. Oh my God, beam in the air, cities destroyed. Oh, have we ever seen that before? Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah. But then all they did was just rewind it. By just doing it backwards, it makes this amazing effect. Yeah. And they did a thing where, like, it wasn't even just, like, it was a background effect. It was part of the set piece of mm-hmm. the movie. They were fighting through, the like, the buildings as they were being, like, rebuilt. They were throwing people into buildings being rebuilt to defeat them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was interesting how they were using the environment to make, the, like, the, the final battle more visually interesting. Yeah. But then when you get to Dormammu, like you were saying before... How are you gonna fight this giant thing? Yeah, like, what you're do not, you do with that? <laughs> you can barely fight Casilius guy. Like, <laughs> right? He's a glorified henchman. Like, yeah. Like, I, so you're sitting there, and I, I, like you, I was in my seat going, how's this game? Is this gonna be a thing where he just like beams of energy? It's like basically turned Super Saiyan, like whatever the Doctor Strange equivalent is. Yeah, I was looking for like, the. Energy glow! <laughs> I mean, I was looking for the uh, X Men Apocalypse ending where yeah. it's just beams of like energy with force blasts of psychic power and force yeah. blasts of optic blast. And, and I'm just, uh, I expected just like that being the ending. Yeah. But to have it be something even just a little bit cerebral of doing that time loop gimmick Mm -hmm. that was really cool and to have the villain win over and over again yeah and even though you didn't do it in a dark way you did something really dark by killing your main character repeatedly (laughs) several times (laughs) in a somehow a comedic way not comedic because of jokes in it but comedic just for the the scenario itself is funny yeah yeah Dormammu Dormammu yeah he's like I'll just keep killing and he's like okay I've got time yes (laughs) yes he literally does yes so you say something generic but just with a little twist and a little bit of humor and a little bit of character and a little bit of creativity it made something like pretty mind-blowing yeah mm-hmm. and memorable i walked away going dramamu <laughs> i've come <laughs> to bargain <laughs> and even that going back to the acting i just love how like it wasn't just like the same like take over and over again he had yeah. different inflections like each time yeah, he, would he was do like dramamu 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 come on bro <laughs> come take, on take you know you want to yeah. just kill me already come on you know you want if you really dark you torture disaster <laughs> Fuck, I won't kill you then. <laughs> Torture you for eternity. Also, did you catch the reference where they kind of turned Dormammu into Galactus? Where he's a Wait, de- when? Where he's a devourer of worlds. Oh, he said the line devourer of worlds? Yeah. I did yeah. not catch that. I heard that and I was like, because we can't use Galactus. I mean, I thought he said destroyer, but then you told me Destroyer, later, to- devourer. Same thing. They can't but use Galactus. But I mean, like, that's so. the same thing, right? Like that's- Yeah. They do need a stand-in. Let me ask you this. Do you think moving forward is... Dormammu going to be our new big bad. I mean, we still have Thanos, and Dormammu. No, I mean, good. after Thanos, I mean, like in the future, do you think Dormammu, not just for Doctor Strange sequel, do you think he's going to be the MCU big bad? So we can't go. You say it yourself, you can't go Galactus. Yeah. Who else is bigger than Thanos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dormammu. Think so? Well, if, if they really want to go crazy and keep making more movies and like recast actors, yeah. Ultimate Universe movies, Dormammu, multiple worlds, boom. I mean, that possibility is set up with Doctor Strange itself with the multiple dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a really dope way to reboot, like a soft reboot within the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Explaining away Tony Stark if, like, you know, Robert Downey gets too old and you gotta face him out. It's like, why does Tony, like, 10 years younger? Dormammu? Dormammu? But let's back it up. 
let's get like I, I love that scene with Dormammu and all that memorable villain all that's great but let's get back to some of the characters in the movie let's get back to our, our other villains let's talk about Cassilius how did you feel about Cassilius and how he was used in the movie did you feel like he was just another generic nah. Marvel villain <laughs> <laughs> that's your response nah. 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 <laughs> I mean like I was he's just like that typical guy that's like power this is the right thing to do pow and he just doesn't have any other arc. I mean, that was like the villain in Ant Man. That was the villain in like everything. It's like somebody who just wants power, Whiplash. thinks it's the right mm. thing to do, and then they get defeated anyway. Like I basically saw him, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna be the bitch that gets defeated." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not threatening, and I think that I don't think that actor is very threatening. Oh, imagine Watch Mikkelsen? Hannibal. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I think it was fighter, interesting how out of touch he was that like in that one scene where he does the um, Mr. Doctor line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he just... He doesn't even know he's making a joke. He's just so, like, out of it at that point that yeah. he just is funny without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, strange, yes. But who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't... Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I liked him as a villain because... I, I'll keep it real. Since it's been like a week or two since the movie came out. Yeah. I've had time to sit there and think about it. If you look at it as a reflection of Mordo... You mm-hmm. see Mordo's path and how he has his complete devotion to the Ancient One, yeah. and how yeah. he reacts when he finds out that's true that the Ancient One was dabbling in the dark arts and sorceries. So it's like mm-hmm. the beginning for his yeah. dark fall. And if you were to think that Cassilius was more unstable than he was, you kind of see the why he, he's really not a villain. He really does believe that he's mm-hmm. not doing the wrong thing. That's why he even try to convince Doctor Strange, like no what you're doing is actually incorrect and what I'm doing is going to bring peace to the universe. Yeah. Which was a great part in the writing where he actually says one of his lines back at him and you're like, shit. Yeah. I'm with it. I also like the moment where he goes, yeah, that might be right, but bro, look at your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, that does not look right. Yeah. Like, you think you're good? Like, bro, <laughs> you got like dark plasma in your eyeballs. It's not, it's not a good look, bro. <laughs> not at all. Well, maybe it was that maybe it was the acting, but like I agree with what you're saying and like writing wise and like for what they did, I agree with your assessment of it, but I just wasn't convinced by it. You know, it just sounded like another villain kind of like making an excuse for it. But I think that's more about the acting in that particular role for me than anything else. That's fair. I think it's I'm also comparing it to other Marvel movies and he's definitely not the lowest tier of Marvel movies. No, he's he's definitely a step up from a lot of them. Yeah. But I kinda was like they would have had a little bit more of him. Though, because props on the opening, like you start off with decapitating a guy. Dark. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what happened? Like right into a bowl, too. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> and right there, when you get in that awesome kung fu, like you're already in like the, like, oh, this is going to be dope. <laughs> yeah. That definitely pulls you in. Then you get all the effects and like the ancient one and all those tricks. Yeah. But like, if we got a little bit more of a story, like how he fell towards the dark path found out about Dormammu found out about her using that power to stay immortal even just a flashback of his like his backstory of like he had a family that apparently had died yeah when he show found us that yeah. Yeah. show don't tell yeah exactly no I just gotta explain it explain it explain it explain it <laughs> talk 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 wit 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how'd you feel about Mordo Chiat Wittel Ejiofor I think I said that right yeah 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 Wait, what? Mordo? Baron Mordo. Oh, yeah. Who, <laughs> Instagram got really mad at me when I posted a meme about him turning evil at the end by comparing it to um, Sinestro and Green Lantern. I mean, it's w- way better executed. I mean, yes, but like they're like, spoilers! I'm like, there's no one in the comic? Is that what use Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah. Even then, it's not like in the movie. I, I'll say it right now. Throughout the entire movie, I was sitting there going... 
how is this guy evil? <laughs> yeah. He seems pretty good. Like, yeah. even when the ancient one, when we fight about the ancient one, he didn't immediately just go like, fuck it then, I'm going to be evil. Because I was sitting there going, this is when the turn should happen. Yeah. But instead of him going completely dark, he was more just heartbroken. Like, yeah. like, like, like his mother. You could had, see like, his pain. Yeah, like betrayed. It's like yeah. everything you believed in was a lie. Right back to that good Shakespearean acting I was talking about. <laughs> no, and I think when you said like, like almost Shakespearean, I really felt that with him too mm-hmm. and I mean he's just like he's a really good actor but I feel like he really brought like the passion of where he starts which is like this totally steadfast character to the point that once you find out exactly what you believe in has been tainted then your immediate like black and white logic is going to say so I have to be against that and everything to do with it yeah so of course he becomes evil, but like it's not necessarily that is evil. It's just that he has this black and white logic where if you're not on the good side, you're on the bad side. Yeah. And finding out that he was accidentally aligned with something quote unquote bad made him do the reverse, which in his mind would be good. To us, the audience, we realize that it's more complicated than that and that's not the correct way to go necessarily. But it totally makes sense to me why he would do that. Yeah. I, which is really wonderful to actually like get that from a character and understand their backstory and their motivations. Finally, a See, villain with a backstory. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> a lot of people say they didn't understand his flip at the end, but like just the way you explain it, that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. So jumping to like the in credit scene where he is drawing energy from oh, what's that dude's name? I forgot his name. Matt. Whatever, the dude with the awesome magical street ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally a magical street ball game. It was like actually a a good actor in like a lot like more movies was but he like in, more in the 90s was he in Catwoman yeah oh yeah wasn't he the love interest in Catwoman yeah, yeah. he was also the love interest yeah. in Miss, Miss Congeniality oh man opposite <laughs> Sandra Bullock well now he's crippled <laughs> well then yeah, this is the end of that story <laughs> Because all movies are connected. <laughs> but you see the scene with Mordo taking the magic from his body. Yeah. So do you think, like, what, what are your projections in that scene? Do you think, like, he's evil in the sense that he's going to, like, kill people? From what I read that was, he's literally just going after sorcerers that he feels like are misusing their, their magical powers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with me, especially with the way, like, his character is, it's understanding is, like, because it's, it's, like Sammy said, his violence is so black and white. Yeah. Once you make that compromise, what's that compromise is going to stop you from being the next Dormammu? Like, yes. how far are you willing to go to the dark side without actually being like, oh, I'm still a good guy? It's like, no. You're abusing this power how it's not supposed to be. It's like the rules of the universe are one way. And going against it, you're breaking that balance. And that's how he views it. But with that, he's saying with Barbara, like, you don't deserve to have this power when you're corrupting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're taking these powers and using it for your own selfish greed. Nope. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that's why he's gonna go so hard against Doctor Strange because it's he's doing everything that he v- mentally views against mm-hmm. and that's what makes it a good battle of the other jobs like you have to know where you can make the compromise and he's like no no compromise but where do you draw the line for me the good guy and the bad guy yeah well and I say again like like yes like to us he's making a moral compromise but I can see how it's that syndrome where when you so believe something you so believe that you're right about something that it's not that you have an opinion it's that you have a set of facts and therefore you are correct and Mm -hmm. I mean this is where the most passionate say like political conversations come from it means that you believe that you are literally in the right he really believes that other people are going to misuse the power and if the woman he revered is was misusing the power and was drawing energy from the dark side then he can't trust anyone but himself he yeah. can only trust his own moral compass but see like so you're literally getting a better version of Cassilius 
through this movie. Yes. <laughs> for yeah. the next movie. And I read that the director, Scott Derrickson, purposely did so the setup for this movie is going to funnel into two to be almost like the Winter Soldier of the Doctor Strange franchise. Yeah. That's, That's like cool. his exact quote. He wants to be like the Winter Soldier of the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange franchise. Yeah. And you can kind of see that. And from like their chemistry, like Baron Mordo and um, yeah. Stephen Strange, I would really like to see how that plays out. Yeah. yeah it'll be really good. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, make, it makes, if you realize that the whole end goal was to set up Baron Mordo's like downfall. Mm-hmm makes consider this being a stepping stone like it makes sense yeah like it shows yeah. the bad guy but then it's like no the, the whole real story you're watching behind is how Baron Mortal becomes his mortal enemy yeah I mean if you really want to like consider you can, wouldn't even have to really consider Concilius the main villain Dharama no. was he was yeah. kind of like the glorified henchman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like um, KG Beast was Lex Luthor in uh, BBS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would consider him a villain. Yeah. And Gamora's sister in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Nebula, who, is now, who is now a Guardian in the sequel. Oh, I can't wait for that. But talking about um, She Would Tell Edge of Four, let's go to the third member of the group at the end that was defending our universe from Dormammu and his minions. Let's talk about Wong. One of my negatives for this movie were, was also the, the humor. Yeah. And how... It, this is one of the rare movies where the like the humor did not hit as much as other Marvel movies did for me. Like there was, I, I literally felt what people complain about Marvel movies where some jokes didn't hit. I'm I'm glad you said because the first thought I was gonna be like I'm like well I guess it's a DC in me because there was part where I was like <laughs> DC because I'm like can the joke end already? Because like the part yeah. where, where they keep pulling him back to get the contraption to sit him up by the third time he's doing uh, it, I was like guys we get it. I mean it was also uh, that that scene was actually um uh. A can- like a, well, Easter egg, yeah, because he was going for the axe, and the axe is one of his weapons that he's using in the comics now. Yeah, yeah. But like the third time, it's doing the joke again. It's like, come on, guys, just grab the thing, throw it at him, keep it going. <laughs> I got complete about that real quick about that um, keep it in the first place. Why did that thing not help him fly around when he was being thrown around by Casillas and them? Yeah, right? <laughs> like when no. the commission was like flipping around, like an fly. <laughs> the part that had me down was watching it with Sammy. The second time I saw it. Where he gets thrown on the cape, flies on and gets him, and he just levitates up. Sam looks at him and she's like, What the fuck is this shit? White savior. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, Are you kidding me? And like, I, I was a real asshole because I just said it at normal volume in the middle of the theater. What the shit? I'm glad I'm, I'm feeling bad. But it now. was just like, The angry black guy me was like, Oh, the white guy gets every relic in the world. <laughs> every relic just loves the white guy, right? <laughs> But yeah, I'm no, sorry. It, no, it's just it's just too corny. It's just sometimes there's iconic things, and then there's things that were iconic and are now cheesy, and we should just stay away from them occasionally, or like not put all of them, and not put all the Easter eggs into mm. the movies either. You know, Marvel kind of spends a lot of extra time putting that stuff. Like the fans will get it, the fans will get it. Well, the fans are gonna get all of it, so yeah. like you don't need to put all of it in there. Like some of the things that fell flat for me, like. I like some of the long jokes, but the the scene where he throws out the Beyonce and all that stuff, and then he asks him, so can I borrow that book? And he's just like, no. And then from that scene, so you laugh, fuck you. <laughs> I, I didn't laugh at that scene, but the very next scene is when they do the... Um, the, the portal joke where his hands are coming through the portal and like he's listening to Beyonce yeah. so like that yeah. was like the payoff but like for some reason it paused there too for like a, like a laugh and I was like that wasn't funny <laughs> like yeah. Wayne no. takes the book and falls like then he gets mad yeah that was funny but before that like the timing of Wong like wasn't really there for it me was kind of Scooby Dooish yeah and it just felt out of place even more so than other Marvel movies for me yeah 
there was just I feel like there was moments with the humor where you really could feel them trying but and it was also that like it wasn't it was sometimes it was well integrated but not always like there was moments where there would be humor like in the middle of a fight or in the middle of some conflict but then there were other <laughs> there were other moments in the movie where it was like now we're training now there's humor now we're telling story now there's yeah. humor again like it felt segmented like in its was their the pa- own little like the pacing things. Yeah. So yeah 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 I mean, like I like the uh, the slapstick humor, like during fights, yeah. because it's very. I was referencing like Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. So like, and That's true. and it also worked well with he wasn't trained, so like he wouldn't be able to fight toe to toe in like a like a, a skill level. Yeah. yeah. But like you know he's falling around like, using his environment to like kind of deflect attacks and stuff. He did more so than I think he should have been able to. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're fighting three masters and like they can't kill you, but like the first scene you see them in, they're killing like the black lead of the um the New York. Uh, yeah. Yeah. New York uh, Sanctorum, yeah. They kill that black guy instantly, but it's like, you three guys can't kill this one dude yeah. <laughs> who's like running away. He's like scrambling. Like he's like tripping over himself half the time. Yeah. Like, how can you not catch him? Funny and realistic for like how much he probably been trained at that point, but at the same time, sitting there going like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> The like white, a good white saver. Like a yeah. good moment in that scene was when he figured out how to like switch the outside of the window in there so that it would be different areas of the world so that he could just like toss someone out and then switch it so that they're stuck yes. in the desert. Like that, that was, was a really good use of the environment. But then there were other things that were just kind of like that shouldn't work. Like these are masters. They can probably yeah. like block that with like a flick of their index finger. Yeah, that was yeah. the most where the humor worked. Yeah. yeah. I'm kinda glad like the cape just came in and just started choking the guy. Like that was run. another freaking hilarious scene where the cape was literally beating the guy's face into the ground until like did he does he die from that? Where the his uh spiritual self lifts out his body and goes to fight spirit strength. No, apparently he was still alive. He just did that to do that to go fight him spiritually somewhere. Yeah. He just knew that his spirit was out. Where he's like, fuck my body. Just let me go let me go out and see if I And that fell flat to me too. That's another one of the negatives for me. I did not like that spiritual EKG battle. Cause it, no, no. I didn't. Talking about rules, Sam? Where rules when you get EKG'd that you somehow your spiritual self can like no, vaporize would, another spirit. <laughs> no, he would have flatlined. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, my now my spirit has like lightning incineration powers. I'm like, from being EKG? Like, what? No, that's Wait, like, is it EKG? What's it called? EKG. Is it an EKG? I'm like, I'm not saying this wrong, am I? The fib. There you go. The fibulator. There you yeah. Go. It's still EKG. No, there was one joke that later on that got me, uh, that was kind of flat for me. Yeah. Where Christine's like, so he joined a cult. I was like, you literally just saw his spirit floating in front of you. Yes. All rules suspended. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, she was very down. Like, as soon as it's like, wow, I haven't seen you in like, I guess a year. Back to the pacing issue. Yeah. Because his awards in the beginning of this movie said 2016. Yeah. So like, all this shit must have taken place within like a year. It felt like six months later to me. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because how much time does it take for one to recover, two to go through all the surgeries, recover and go through more surgeries, three yeah. to find the place to get trained, four to be trained. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a lot of special disbelief in terms of like the pacing of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before I segue to the ancient one, I want to end off on, I really like the one racial aspect of the movie where it ends with Wong uh, Mordo and Stephen Strange staying together. You mm-hmm. got three races right there at the end, joined together as the heroes. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I and mean it's small, but you know it was there. And Wong's hilarious laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that was a Wong joke that worked for me. Yeah, yeah. that was a good payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just I, even though, I mean, I, I, I'm not Asian, so maybe if I was, I'd be a little bit more offended because Wong didn't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they literally had a build-up scene where Wong was like, "I will fight," He's and then dead. the very next scene. 
Wong didn't win. <laughs> Wong lost so bad. <laughs> Wong fucked us all. <laughs> no one passes this point. He passed that point. <laughs> <laughs> or even when they go back to fight again, it's like, all right, we got to stop them. I'm flying out of here. Yeah. God damn it, Steven. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> You're a coward, Strange. <laughs> just have that loop every time he's just something cowardly. Oh, man. But let's talk about the ancient one. Hmm. We talked about Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about how he felt about the ancient one in this movie because there was controversy going into it. We touched upon it on the last podcast. I'm going to throw it out there right now. I perfect her performance. Yeah. yeah. Perfect vision. Yeah. She... She nailed it. Yeah. From the mannerisms of her face, the small nuances, and like her smile, give that woman the award for um, like acting and put her in the next One Punch Man movie. <laughs> Make her Saitama in the live action One Punch Man movie. She's played male characters before, so why? Bro, her side smile, Saitama all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just like the way she carried herself, like I, I did get the sense that she was like older than she seemed. Mm-hmm. Like she had that, like, that other natural quirkiness about her, like lovability. I usually like, oh, like otherworldliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. She's very ethereal in the face. Yeah. Right? yeah. Her, like her facial expressions, nailed it all the way. And I did like their their little joke at um what the expect expectation for each one would be. Yeah. That very generic Asian looking guy, <laughs> which is like, so you deliberately make her not Asian, but then make a joke about her not being Asian. Like, did you feel yeah. perfect by doing that? Yeah. But what did you think? Um, I really liked her. I was, I've always been on board with it because I knew it wasn't going to be the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's you are whitewashing, but at the same time, I mean, there was no other woman that did anything in this movie. So if we didn't have the ancient one be Tilda Swinton, like we would literally have a nurse. Yeah, yeah, Christine. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> so like, I have her, to say her that, big like, role was literally just to help when, like, every time Strange came running down the hallway. Christine, <laughs> Everyone's big role, like, like Natalie portman when she was a thing like that's all she did in thor was <laughs> like oh my god science oh my god science <laughs> you know now it's like oh my god healthcare. that's christine yeah. oh my god healthcare. <laughs> like real talk i would have liked it better if like claire from the netflix series just showed up and was like all right who we gotta heal this time she's yeah. the only nurse we need she's the nurse we deserve that's another thing but no I've always been on board with Tilda Swinton she's such a good actress in general and I really like what she did with this role I agree with everything you guys said and I also really liked how they dealt with her fighting style that it was like pretty unique to her that she had those fan relics that she used wait let's pause real quick I want to talk about just the the way they had they showcased magic in this movie did you like the aspect of like where it's literally I want to see what Iron Fist does because it feels like magic is just you make magical weapons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you like that like kind of matrixy kung fu aspect to the the fighting? I did because I, <laughs> you know, if you make it more than that, then we're just going back to Hogwarts. But it's the Marvel Universe yeah. version of it. True. So I like that that it has endless possibilities and it is kind of an it's ethereal like what you can do with it. Like we don't really know its limits. We see that it mainly is for weapons and that's one of the easiest ways to use it or like hopping mm. dimensions in places is another like easy quote unquote way to use it yeah the creators literally said that they wanted to be more um, the magic to be more reality bending and reality shifting yeah. rather than lightning bolts and fireballs yeah. and stuff like that yeah which I really liked and I can't remember exactly what she said but she talked about it in a way that it was like energy and she was like you would call it spells but mm. it's also like data I love that scene where she has the map like the different maps of like chakras 
cameras and yeah. like MRI. Yeah. And like, and like, see this map? Like this map? <laughs> like, like, I just love her face and everything. No, she was like, there's point where she has the presence of the authority, but she's also like extremely adorable in some sense. Yes. Which is like, what is this? Like, it's just tea. tea. A little bit of honey. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I wish I like, sit there when she walked away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Saitama right there, there serious go. funny <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely had that presence like even near the end where she's like talking to Stephen Strange and like showing like oh like this is the end for me but like mm. I'm dragging it out where it's like oh, I love that scene so much it's a yeah. beautiful scene yes. like those slow lightning bolts and how it drags out she like, just wanted to watch the snow for a few moments longer as much yeah. as she could drag out that moment and then when she's just gone you're just like damn when she let like literally lets go and I like when she says that where she's just like you would think after all this time I'd be ready I yeah. almost, almost cheered a little bit just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and she like she lets go and she disappears. Like that was that was good. Yeah. So you like you like overall really like the performance. performance. Yeah. Even when she first showed up, I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, okay, she's funny, she's present. It's like, oh, this isn't magic. I don't believe this. It's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you good? You good? His heart rate is pretty accelerated. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she like checks him like, you okay? Okay. And then pushes him right back into it. <laughs> Like, don't get on her bad side because she will troll you with about end of time. Oh, and she had like one of those, like, you know, when the most amazing characters had to get defeated on some like random bullshit. So she gets stabbed through one of uh Cassilius's followers, and that's how she dies. And that death scene was brutal. No, when she landed, oh, yes, oh, yeah. No, they just pulled no punches. Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone literally just crash on pavement, like, in a serious movie and not in a Marvel movie. Like, yeah. I've, like it's implied, like, if something like that falls yeah, off not, not even Rhodey's fall, where it was, like, smoke. It's like, nope, you see it zoomed in. You're like, You're, like, Ooh. right there. You're, like, three people away from where she lands in that shot. It's yeah. like, God. <laughs> She's a bloody pulp. Like, I didn't think they would yeah. go that dark with it. Yeah. I'm like, damn. But I, I mean, I'm just like what you guys said. It's the same thing. Like, controversy be damned. Loved how she like was in the movie, how she was portrayed, how they explained like the Celtic origin. I mean, I mean, honestly, if it was an Asian actor, damn if you do, damn if you don't, because they had the same plot line and he was drawn yeah. from the dark dimension. They'd be like, oh, so the Asian guy got to be evil. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I was like, you don't really win either way. Yeah. But for what they had in the story and for what she did, like just kudos right back to like my talking about like this is the best acted Marvel film I think I've seen mm-hmm. like her performance just De- definitely topless A-list actors yes and I really I really like that she was this ethereal otherworldly like all powerful character but she's drawing power from the ancient one because it's kind of also that you do what you have to do conflict yes that, that comes up only occasionally and it comes up mo- most often when it's the do you kill the bad guy and compromise your morals or do you not kill them but then you have the problem that you're never going to kill them and they know that and yeah. so they can take advantage of you we only ever see that problem there but this was another version of the same problem where she shouldn't she shouldn't have been doing that maybe morally maybe for the ideals of it but she had to stick around she had to stay alive long enough to at least see other people to their next steps like yeah. if she wasn't there to teach strange there wouldn't be a doctor strange exactly you know and what would happen to that universe in that case we'd be dead yeah basically. yeah <laughs> so unfortunately really we can that. see that distinction yeah you, know, you do a little bit bad things for the good reasons it's good <laughs> again it's more realistic it's like when we talked in the last podcast about like how we what we like about Luke Cage and the other like Marvel series is that they show those gray areas mm-hmm. of like what happens when you you just do what you have to do to survive to the next step yeah. and it's never going to be perfect that is life life is always going to be great choices exactly yeah pretty much it's all good it's all good damn were there any other cool scenes Doctor Strange we should wrap this up 
I think we basically covered every of the uh, sure. major oh, scenes. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap up Doctor Strange. And I'm going to ask you guys before we get out of it, though. In a world where Marvel is killing it with, like, come on, C-list characters like Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And DC cannot even put out a good, like... A-list. Yeah. <laughs> a good Batman Superman movie, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, how excited are you to see Doctor Strange? And Oh! And it segues perfectly, actually. How excited are you to see Doctor Strange in the future Marvel movies? And let's talk about that Thor scene, where we see Thor finally interact with the first magician of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> that beer scene, hilarious. No. <laughs> also, props on Thor for, like, chugging that thing in, like, two seconds. Yeah. It's like, it's gone. <laughs> Would it's you back. like tea? I don't... I, was it coffee or tea? It was like, I don't drink tea. tea. Yeah, yeah. It was tea. <laughs> what do you drink? Not tea. <laughs> And it was like a giant beer. I was like, okay. Yeah. But that's just the classic yellow gloves, like straight out the comics. Look a little bulky, but... A little bit. It's like one of the like hardware gloves. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Probably try to like, hide his fucked up hands. Try yeah, to yeah. Get a little bit more safe. And they threw it like the last minute, like the Eye of Akamato being Infinity Stone. Which mm-hmm. we all knew. Yeah, we, had, we actually called that, didn't we? Yeah. Talking about how it was yeah. like green and glowy. Yeah, you were like, it's glowing way too much. Glow way too much. Way to do the entire movie, glow. <laughs> I mean, once they made Vision's forehead into the Mind Stone, it was like, all right, yeah. all bets are off. I'm like, Wallings threw it out, like, yeah, you can't just walk around with Infinity Stone around your neck. Huh? It's what? Like, what? <laughs> There's so much you don't know, dude. Yeah. So you think, like, can you imagine? Do you think, like, Thanos is literally going to take that like he's going to rip the um, Infinity Stone out of the Eye of Akamato probably so that's kind of like the defining like one of the defining other than the cape yeah one of the defining relics of Doctor Strange we've all seen comics and manga and anime where like there's a set of like ancient relics but there's something that makes them special that like eventually gets taken out and combined so I would imagine that that's what's going to happen where he's going to be able to like sense the power coming from each thing and just like try and rip it out what's going to happen to Vision though like is he just gonna like yeah like power down like it's like hi die (laughs) I'm hoping he just depowers him a little bit since he's like the Marvel Superman right now yeah (laughs) so like I mean if it just like makes him a little bit weaker that's alright but if it strip kills him I'm hoping they do that look I'll tell you right now what my hopes are for Infinity War I want that last alright that first Infinity War movie because it's gonna be in two parts or however they're doing it now naturally Yeah. yeah I want that first movie to end all the Avengers are dead. Blake as fuck. <laughs> all of them fucking dead. Vision is like, there's a hole in his head from where the Infinity Gym was pulled out. Use that yeah. vision that Tony had from like, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shields busted. Hulk's like stabbed in the chest. Just end it there. Cut the black. <laughs> like, huh? Yes. <laughs> and then maybe have Doctor Strange do some time reality like, bending. Yeah. <laughs> what would you guys do without me? Yeah. So that's my hope for the, like the future of the MCU with Doctor Strange in it. But like you can kind of see like they're I feel like Marvel's almost soft rebooting their universe with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like this is like the next Iron Man. Yeah. Like kind of grooming him like just not only like story and tone but also his character. He's just yeah. really like the next Iron Man. Yeah. Because now they're going to have the new Avengers. Yes. Which they were kind of doing. Now they're going to do it again. I mean hopefully no one important dies before <laughs> we get to Avengers 4 I mean I like was, legit dies not like rewind time and fix it dies I mean I was still kind of mad they didn't kill Steve, Steve Rogers cause save it all these stakes all these stakes all these stakes and we're fine no but the, the letter it was <laughs> the I'm letter? sorry bro <laughs> sorry bro we still good <laughs> XOXO <laughs> like you literally almost shot my head off Alright, so Doctor Strange, we enjoy it. Let's move on to DC. T- DC TV. Let's run through it. I think we can wrap this up in a half hour. Yeah, we're at, we we're at the 130 mark. Let's do in two. Uh, 
starting with Supergirl. Yeah. All right, let's get into Supergirl. Funny enough, before the t- t- <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, I'll be over here drawing. <laughs> you two make an urge to talk about this. I have a commission to work on anyway. So you, you, you didn't see the new episode of Supergirl? She hasn't even seen no. season two yet. Oh, you haven't seen any of it yet? Mm-hmm. You had homework, Sam. You had homework. You didn't do it. I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm working on Luke Cage. I'm almost there. Like I saw Doctor Strange. Well, we we'll need go. to talk about Luke Cage because you got to the twist, right? She got I to the got, shark. I got to the shark jumping. Yeah. Actually, before we get into Supergirl, let's just real quick. I want to do a section in this podcast where we talk about things that we like saw or read, and we can rate them even if other people in the group haven't seen it. That way, we can kind of like you know sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can convince like uh, someone else to read it or watch it, and yeah. you know just That's pass true. off good suggestions of things that we might like that maybe I wouldn't be interested in, Sam. But you mm-hmm. know, you tell me, I'll get into it. Yeah. So talk to me about Luke Cage. So I finally finished episode eight. And saw Diamondback. <laughs> Can you dig it? Oh my god! Oh my god! Shark jump it moment. Is just so quick. It just happens so fast. I mean, your life flashes before your eyes. You remember everything that you liked, and you just see it die right there. I'm so glad we got your opinion of Luke Cage before you got to that moment. <laughs> she literally looked up to me and was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I had. Same reaction." It was it was ridiculous, and then the ambulance fucking like flies, and I was like, mm. so if Luke's like the Captain America of Harlem, is this the Winter Soldier with a bad sense of humor? Is that what this? Is? That's what Diamondback is to me. It just like comes in, fucks shit up. It doesn't have to totally make sense. It's just a thing, right? Yeah. It's his past. I mean, he was a little intimidating when before he took off the mask and started quoting the Warriors. It's the- <laughs> Like, he was just like an assassin. It was kind of yeah. like, oh, that's kind of scary. The but second then, he said, can you dig it? I was like, I'm done. Bye. Like, I wish you guys had seen my face when I, like, I saw that moment happen. <laughs> I was just like, what did he just say? <laughs> no, you really <sighs> think you've imagined it. Yeah. Like, I just looked at our sunny like, did this really Doesn't just happen? it feel like, because you just came off of the death of Cottonmouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that twist alone, you're like, what just fucking happened? <laughs> yeah, and then Mariah just like beats the living shit out of him. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't see it coming, did you? No, not entirely. No. I didn't think I didn't think she had it in her, but Shades did, so that's all that matters, Keeping right? Shades, it's fucking random. But tell me, like, it felt like coming from like that and coming from the tone that Cottonmouth set in the season in the season so far. Mm-hmm. I re- I just remember getting the diamond back and going like, it feels like this guy just walked off the set of a CW show. Like yeah. he just came out like Arrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you see his full costume later, you'll agree even more. Oh man, oh, God. this is awesome. This is like the like, this is like the second act of like a three act trilogy of like Sam's. Like, yeah, Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> like how will it all end Find out the next episode yeah, <laughs> of Dragon <seriously>. Ball Z <laughs> well and then Arsenio told me how long like the freaking shrapnel is in Luke Cage and I was like I can't th- I'm gonna go through this for multiple episodes like He's just gonna fight with shrapnel in his body just yeah. for forever, basically. Like, Kinda, it, yeah. It, it, it's the while. rest of the season because it's only thirteen episodes long. So you're episode eight, nine, and ten, shrapnel. Yep. Yep. And the episode is called "Blowing Up the Spot." Did you notice that episode eight is literally called that? No, I didn't. I haven't watched it in so blew, long. Blew, yeah. Blew up all the spots. Or blew up the spot, or blowing up the spot. It's one or the other, and I was like. No, like this is just too. Good. What happened? Like who didn't show up to work that day? I mean, to make it even the show worse, fell asleep. He came back. And was like, what? What happened? Who is this guy? Because it's like you guys are telling me about like, but but wait till episode eight. And I'm thinking yeah. like it's gonna be this thing that like slowly becomes ridiculous. It is no. instant. First <laughs> no time. 
from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> but I do want to talk about Cottonmouth for a second, because you, yeah. you mentioned like his backstory and like how you feel bad yeah. for him. And I was just dying for him by the end of his episode, like before he actually died. And then I was just sad. Yeah. But I was so sad for that character, you know? I was looking at Mama Mabel and He could be like the next Mozart, yeah. yeah. And, and the way they just made him kill his uncle... And I'm like, yeah, this kid never had a chance. Like, of course he is the way he is, you know? And I felt so bad. And then he has that argument with her. In the same... And it, does that happen in the same episode? It happens in the same yeah. episode. You, you find, like, oh, this is, like, his kingpin term. Like, oh, this is, like, his sad backstory that humanizes him. And then it's like, no! Yeah, <laughs> I love this more than ever! <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you guys forced me to run the streets. And I'm like, that is harsh. That yeah. is, like, a harsher sentence than jail in some ways. Because there is no coming back from what happened to him. And then it colors that love he has for his city, like even yeah. more so. Like, it, it shows you that it, the love he has for Harlem, like it's real. Like he's well, not a bad guy at heart. He's club, actually looking out for, like, yeah. The club makes so much sense. Like he didn't he's a musician at heart. That's why he wanted to create a place where he can bring in other people who give back music. Yeah. Like and that's so beautiful. And extremely talented. Like, every time he plays, I'm just like, oof. Yeah. Because even Luke Cage is like, I may hate you, but. You got <laughs> he comes in he's like you know I hate your ass but you, but you have talent <laughs> and I'm like damn like, yeah for saying Arsene was such a layered character yeah. like it got like that was a, <laughs> it was so funny because like it <sighs> you go from that to can you dig it Diamondback is the fucking Judas bullet of that show yeah like you, oh yeah, yeah. just drills in for no yeah. goddamn reason to have like the whole show is like it's so beautiful because it's so great it's so real it's so like down to earth and then have such a cartoonish character just like just run through it and destroy all of that in one fell swoop yeah and and like and just talk nonsense for the whole episode yeah. you know just like yeah. quote shit and be and talk about their daddy who was a preacher we're talking about being deep and then like and actually not being deep and just falling flat yeah randomly there you go the back. there yeah. we go I ha- I work at a church I have no problem with using like religious influences but that was just well, ridiculous Luke Cage and Cottonmouth did it but they actually did it with meaning and did yeah. it effectively yeah so this my thing is like did they write quoting. him wrong or like <laughs> he's just quoting to quote yeah to make it like his gimmick Listen, there was a deadline. That script went to the intern <laughs> and they were feeling themselves. <laughs> and then we got done. Getting at the after this. <laughs> you imagine like, like being the editor and like getting that script or something like after the Cottonmouth episode, and it was like, all right, man, what you got? I got fire Cottonmouth episode. What's next? What's the big twist, baby? What the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> Nigga, know, I am your brother. Well, That's what you got for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but we're filming it next week. So like, you got a better idea? No, go. All right, like, run with it, it, I guess. <laughs> Like I think he I am Luke Cage. <laughs> She's not even there yet. Oh, you're not even there yet? Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to part three of this trilogy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's gonna, it's no, gonna end with a bang. Even like the delivery of that line, like even the can you dig, like make it like more threatening, softer, but like he just goes full on ham. Yeah. Like full Jesse Eisenberg crazy. And it's like, come on, guys. Oh, God, it's just so weird. Right. And he's like, you left me to rot. I, so I sent you to prison, but you got powers. Ain't that some shit? And you're like, really? This is like your whole... That's the... Yeah. That's it. Petty. <laughs> but How old were we, bro? It then, wasn't even me, bro. <laughs> he shoots him and Luke falls into a garbage truck, which is just also way too convenient that any of that lined up that I just... There's too much. There's too and many just, things. Oh, you haven't seen the next episode yet? Not yet. Okay, so I'm not going to say yeah. that. Yeah. She'll get there. The, the next, last thing I saw was so Luke stupid. Cage in a garbage truck. It's funny. It ends in trash. 
Foreshadowing? <laughs> I loved you like a brother. I am your brother. Stupid as fuck. <laughs> I was just looking at like... So bad. What? And keep in mind, I, I was watching this like, you know, four in the morning, yeah, painting you were, like, cyborg. Binging. So at that point, I'm like, what? Did I hallucinate? <laughs> yeah, like, please tell me this is like a dream. Well, and like, and I understand why you were like, and then it took me a while to finish the season, yeah. like a few episodes later, because no I rush. was like, okay, so Arrow... Yeah. Like YouTube, we oh, it's bad. You see what I'm saying? You're like, oh man, what's that arrow about though? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, dog, let's get in Supergirl. Episode six, changing. Who? Oh, I had a shift just now. My butt hurt. All right. <laughs> Supergirl, man. I feel bad because we were talking about this beforehand. I hadn't really kept up with Supergirl since Superman left the building. Yeah, like, I've been getting back into it. Like sexist. Yes, I feel. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm Javon. <laughs> I didn't say it, your fan base would. <laughs> we still love Supergirl, but it was just like there's just so much stuff to watch now that sometimes you just fall back. Like yeah, I, I fall back too on many Legends. Good things to watch. Yeah, I, I've basically given up on Legends. Even after that crazy, it's like in the last episode I praised the shit out of it, but now it's like yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I, one scene. I, I want to touch base on that like the end of like our little DC TV catch up, but for Supergirl. For episode six, getting back into it, they have the episode with Parasite. Yeah. And I love the episode because it's got this awesome John Carpenter vibe in the beginning where like you it's, no it's literally like like the thing. It's like it's out in Alaska, it's cold, yes, someone's exactly. infected, you don't know who it is. It's like, okay, props on the movie references. Yes. I think it was a little legit like a jar. It had to be, right? It had to be. Yeah. Like Cisco's somewhere going. <laughs> 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 like Thing is one of my most like terrified movie I hate the thing it fucks you up yeah I, body invasion and then it's like with things morph and change and change between the things and you don't know who's who like yeah. I could be the thing and I don't even know it yeah like, I don't mm-mm, mm-mm. and even like the design of Parasite was really good too yeah and let's talk about that because like for the first half of the episode it's not even like uh, the actual full on um, 3D rendering of Parasite yeah they go full G with the char- CG with the character which is good because it looks great when they actually do it yeah but they have it as like the, the, the actor whoever that guy is at first I forgot his name yeah but I really like the episode not just for like the horror aspects and like the the, the thing aspects but like <laughs> I liked um Alex. Yeah. Like, this episode was actually pretty deep, pretty layered. They go into a, a, a side plot where Alex, um, for those that watch the show, Alex is the sister of Kara Danvers, Supergirl. She comes out to her sister in this episode. Yeah, she's realized that she's gay. Yes, and it's something that's been, like, looking back on things in the other episodes, I mean, like, she never really had a boyfriend. I mean, maybe they didn't always plan for that to be the case. And in the previous episode, like, they introduced, like, this detective cop that works at the bar, the alien bar, and you see her, like, she has, like, she's all giddy around her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm like, sorry, I misread you. I thought they you were gay. sexual chemistry. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. It's like, yeah, that's what that's what they all say. <laughs> and she does come out and it's like, it's developing the character. Yes. And even like those hints, that, like, I don't know, I kind of see it now looking back on it. I yeah. love in the moment where they treat it so adult. It's so adult. Yeah. <laughs> they treat it where she's coming out to Kara and she talks about like, Kara seems first she's very put off by it and like she looks very uncomfortable and come to find out later that it's actually not what you think it is where she's comfortable, uncomfortable because her sister's coming out because she realizes that for Alex's entire life she had to keep Kara's secrets mm-hmm. but she never really had time to even like really think about herself or really discover herself Yeah. so when Alex is telling Kara about like other moments in her life where she feels like like she might have had these feelings before but like 
just didn't want to accept them to the point where she repressed it completely. Like I've had friends that have like come out and said things similarly. Yeah. So like that like resonated with me. And that's like, amazing writing. Yes. Dealing with stuff that's like it's happening, especially now in Trump America where everyone's terrified. And, and then what a great time yeah. to have an episode like that. Yeah. Like in a series where they joked about not voting for the Trump of that universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> But it's great that I could have that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't even like, think about that. It's developing the show more. Like like our, or like we said last time, like our first problem with Supergirl was like, it's so like, oh, pro-girl, pro-feminist. Like, she's yeah. man with boobs. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. You make me want to hate you. But I was like, no, it's dealing with real stuff, real problems. Even like with Kara's story, like trying to be the reporter now, stumbling and falling, learning. Like, no, you need sources. You need sightings. Like, you can't just be like, oh, this is happening. Like, okay, who's your source? Uh, somebody. <laughs> no, give me like legit facts. Yeah. It's growing as a show. It's hitting its Arrow season two strike, I would say. I would agree with that sentiment. If I were to rate this episode, I would definitely give it a... Hmm. Yeah, perfect almost. I would say perfect actually, just yeah. because like balancing the adult tones that they did, doing it in such like a good way. We even like finished the end of that, like that arc with uh, Alex. It ends with her finally accepting it coming out like care like um care giving her blessing then going back to the girl that turned her out and she's not even interested in her on that in that way she just wants to be her friend because she says quote unquote that you know like it never really works out in a relationship where the person you come out to like that like it works out yeah like it's like you know it's it's a fact of life yeah your crush isn't always going to reciprocate your feelings exactly and like to have like the whole episode be about coming out and the person that like really initiate that feeling not reciprocate that feeling and then she had to deal with that and then the conversation that Kara in her head like because of that yeah great writing and then on top of that to have those horror elements and to have some of the best freaking let's get into the action of this episode <laughs> no like every time like one of my biggest words about season 2 was like they're like oh there's a budget cut I'm like how's it gonna kill the effects it's like you have Martian it seems better yeah like so what was CBS you know, doing larger budget <laughs> Arrow's get, I thought it doesn't. I mean, might. look at Flash. Whatever doesn't go to Arrow just goes to Supergirl now. Actually, it makes sense. I think about it. They're not spending that much in Arrow. <laughs> There's just, a character in this like this week's episode of Arrow who we'll get simplifies there. that. Yeah. We'll get that. <laughs> but no, man, like the effects in this show have gotten better. Martian Manhunter, when him and Supergirl, I just love the tag team moments in this show. Oh. When him and Supergirl tag team on uh, Parasite before he's Parasite, and they have that like a little quick skirmish. That looked great. Yeah. Like, just sometimes, like, the, especially, like, in dark, like, night scenes, yeah. it looks, like, movie quality almost. No, even, like, even, like, previous episodes, like, when they show, like, McGann, and she's, like, showing her alien form, it's, like, that's amazing. Yeah. To look at. And then when she goes into her, spoilers, white Martian form, it's, like, okay, even creepy. It's, like, you see that change in the character, how she goes back to normal. Yeah, it looks good. And even like what they're doing with Jimmy Olsen. Because at first I was like... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's my go, man Jimmy. Let's throw it down. I was the man that was like making so many jokes when they revealed that Jimmy Olsen, sidekick the Superman, photographer extraordinaire, was going to be the Guardian. Yeah. Meanwhile, Diggle's Spartan on the arrow. But Jimmy Olsen is going to be the Guardian? No way, I said. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be stupid as hell, I said. He doesn't even know how to fight, I said. Till you see him at My it. man's reveal in this episode, and I, I haven't been keeping up with Supergirl like we, we kind of mentioned before, so I haven't seen the episode the game, before. Yeah, like what made him decide to try and like, I, I got the gist in this episode where he decides that I guess he's not doing enough, not pulling his weight, and the episode before, yeah, there's 
it actually is one of my favorite lines for his character because there's a gang attack. Mm-hmm. His father's camera gets broken. Okay. Because he tries to summon the guards and his camera's broken. He's like, I couldn't even save my dad's camera. Mm-hmm. It's like my entire life, I've been the sidekick mm-hmm. and my best friends were a cape and save the world. And I feel like I'm never doing enough. Yeah. So he wants to be a hero. He's tired of being on the sideline. So it's like you see him like wanting to break out of being the goody goody psychic. Like, oh, let me call Superman. It's like, no, I want to be able to save people myself. I want to do be my own Superman. Yeah. So now, so in this episode, Win and Olsen team up to become what they call themselves as super friends, which I fucking love. <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> they literally do themselves as super friends, <laughs> but like they they literally become like the Iron Man slash like Jarvis slash Batman slash Alfred yeah. like crime-fighting duo and oh my god Jimmy Olsen as the Guardian sounds like Barry White with the sexiest auto tune. oh yes oh yes <laughs> Sam watch this episode I swear to you like you'll want to get coffee with him it sounds so epic like oh just his voice is epic and like when he's actually in motion I, I, I didn't really think I liked the look that much when I actually saw like the still of it when it like first announced but to see him in action he holds his own yeah. against Parasite more so than Martian Manhunter and Supergirl did together somehow yeah props to Jimmy freaking amazing Batman it was a, he's basically Iron Batman yeah. basically <laughs> nice so it's beautiful yeah that whole last battle I was just like blown away by it and you got Mon-El in there so you got Superboy who's like even the way they're handling his character is like really interesting yeah I like it. he's literally a hero for hire Sam yeah, <laughs> yeah. and in the episode it was like Carol's like trying to get him to like do her job it's like oh you were here you wear these glasses you wear the sweater and her sister tells her like yeah, what works for you doesn't work for anybody else. Like, hers is like, I try to make you so much like me. Yeah. That I didn't realize that was you on. And with Mono, he's learning those things. And I, I have a friend of mine, Michael, who said there's like, there's moments between Monel and uh, Tinker or something. Win? Yeah, Win. Whereas, like, I can actually see Win being bisexual out of nowhere. Yeah. They have that little bit of a chemistry. It was like, okay, you're already geeked out of Superman like everyone is. But like, <laughs> if Win's like, yeah, I'm bi, it's like, I wouldn't even blink my no, eyes. I like, still see that. <laughs> he was basically like having mini orgasms looking at Superman. <laughs> like, no, because like, oh. even with Monel, he's like, you know, if you know, we could do a field test, you can like make me a suit and give me an identity. He's like, oh, you asshole. Yeah, you're gonna call my vanity. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> like yes, win. But I agree with you. I really love the direction taking Monel's character, where he's not a carbon copy of like Superman or even he, or even like not just a Superboy. He's he's more he's he, more he's more like the original Superman action comics. Tall, yeah, leap tall buildings in a sense single bound super strong but can't fly we yeah, just wrap it up I just yeah I felt bad about not watching Supergirl and after Superman like, yeah. I kind of let the picture but since we like preach so hard about Supergirl then it's like yeah we fell off yeah it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh am I a hypocrite <laughs> it's like Sam you gotta watch it when have you watched it um four yeah, episodes right <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely recommend jumping on especially now Sam so did, did our conversation help at all did I mean it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just that CW is like a needy relationship right now. I only have two nights a week. <laughs> like, I just can't commit to more than that right now. There's too much going on. But when I have more time, I do want to, like, get on it and really watch them all the way through. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Let's get into the other night of the week that I'm sure you actually are following. The Flash. <laughs> the fastest man alive. Uh, debatable. Yeah. <laughs> Every season, I'm the fastest man alive until I'm proven not. <laughs> Which he was. Yes. Let's get right into it. Talk about the reveal of Savitar, the god Ooh. of speed. Megatron light. Get, uh, psh, basically, Brad. Like, 
<laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for not going with the comic book route of a dude with his pecs out <laughs> and a weird mask. Yeah, but I mean, to go completely Megatron CG, yeah, it's different. I want to see what they do with it. I want to see what it looks like when it actually pans out. Because right now, they in the last literally the last scene of the, the episode they really only show him from like the chest up so we yeah. don't get like a good idea if he looks like full body yeah he has the white landing now so I keep differentiating it and a cool yeah. thing I noticed about him is like he's invisible to anyone who's not a speedster so it was like even when he's standing still and like holding up Barry you just see like Barry floating yeah whereas like oh shit that's different Yes. A bit more monstrous than Zoom. Well, as Zoom was originally before, you know, face reveal. Yeah. We all hated. <laughs> I mean, episode six of this season is a parallel to episode six of last season where yeah. it was the Zoom reveal where mm-hmm. Zoom broke Barry's back and dragged him around the city and showed him like, this is your champion. <laughs> you can't talk. <laughs> he ain't shit. <laughs> that scene broke me. Literally. Yeah, seriously. That scene was freaking epic. That was the, one of my favorite episodes of last season. Like, you can't get much better in terms of a villain reveal. So like this, this episode... You know, Savitar was just straight up a surprise because, yeah. like, until this episode, you thought Prometheus was the major focus. So, what they did Alchemy. give you. Alchemy. I said Prometheus? Yeah. Again, again. again. <laughs> All these whisper oh, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, with mass and voices. Voices. I mean, even, even Savitar was like, I am Savitar. <laughs> like, the damn it, you two. Speed. Everybody with these freaking voices. None of them hold the candle to Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but so, it wasn't as much of a setup for Savitar as it was for Zoom. But I mean, what we did get, it was pretty dope. Just yeah. if I had to like compare it, I got still sat with Zoom on this one. That was the dopest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but this was pretty epic. One of the parts that like, had me like kind of giddy when the episode started, and Sam was like, You're geeking out so hard. It was like, It starts the opening scene. It's like, I'm fast. Yeah. I'm really fast. I'm Wally West. Cosmic, I'm like, That's what I've been waiting for the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I was oh my god when it was like, he had his voiceover mm-hmm. I love that little corny moment where he does the flip kick with the skateboard like yeah. here you go kid <laughs> like I don't know I love the CW shows for stuff like that like, yeah. I love it for like the animated like like the animated um, movie vibe yeah or animated show vibe whatever yeah. I, I like that like the cartoon element cause like you know superheroes are cheesy at heart like you want those scenes where it's like saving a cat from a tree or just helping like a yeah. common man that's like the one thing with the Flash like that is the Flash's character he knows everyone's name in the entire city cause he's just that much of a nice guy yeah 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 and he stops to talk to everybody no matter how fast he's running around so even seeing that scene with Wally and then he's like yeah you know like they call me Kid Flash gotta fix the name <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you're gonna be Kid Flash no matter what you wanna do kid yeah I mean, I, I love the, the setup they're going with um, Kid Flash in this season. And I love this episode for kind of showing you, after all this time, like building up to Wally wanting to become a superhero. Mm-hmm. And now it's just cool to have that flip of he wanted to be a hero and now he can't possibly be a hero, but for like all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so like, everyone's trying to stop him from becoming like, you know, the hero he wants to be. And I like that in this episode, even Iris kind of like mentions that. Mm hmm. Where's the scene with her and Barry, and you get that awesome comic book moment of there is no Flash without Iris West. But in that moment, she's also talking about um, Wally yeah. and how he does want to be a hero, and I like, literally have to put him in a prison so he can't get powers. And, yeah. she, and Barry's like, Yeah, I know it's rough. He's like, I don't think you know at all how it is. Yeah, they <laughs> locked you up powers. once, Barry. Shut up. And I really like that Joe, Joe finally said to Wally, You know, it's not. It's not even just that I don't trust you with powers. I don't trust how you're getting them. Yes. It's like yeah. that really sharp distinction needed to be there. Yeah. Especially like, like just kind of like the, um, 
the Casilius eyeball thing. Like when you become like enveloped in a nasty cocoon, yeah. <laughs> an organic like flesh cocoon. Yes. Yeah, that's ominous. Yeah, and like the color scheme. If you read the comics, you're like, ooh, is he gonna become like Daniel West Reverse Flash? Which well, that's one of like my fan theories that I hope for is like he yeah. becomes like an evil speedster. And like Barry has to fight him, so we get like Wally beating the shit out of Barry for all. Like this is all your fault. God damn you, Flashpoint. <laughs> I mean, there is that you know that tension building even in this episode where Wally kind of goes. So why does Barry always get the pass? Because he's fucking yeah. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, Yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> Golden boy Barry. Yeah. Sweet pudding. <laughs> sweet sweet Which, pudding Barry. It's funny because like that's also the same reason why like Julian doesn't really trust Barry either. I mean, yeah. like, because he's that golden boy. You see more and more characters becoming mistrustful of the whole, like, Barry always gets it right thing, which he doesn't. I mean... But I don't... I think the audience knows that, but I feel like the characters don't realize that until now. I like that you say that, because in this season, and especially these, like, these last couple episodes, they're really doing that. Like, yeah. they're really yeah. pushing, like, Barry, all this wouldn't even be happening if it wasn't for you. Yeah. This is your fault. Yeah. Especially, like, especially with Caitlyn's angle. Yes. Thank you for the quirked eyebrow oh. moment of Killer Frost looking at him like, so... This wasn't what was happening to me in so the other timeline. Like, it happened because of you. Yeah, and and f- f- kind of fuck Caitlyn for being selfish because she knew it was already his fault for other things that was going on. But as soon as it was like, oh wait, what happened to me is because of you. It's yeah. like, oh now you care. Yeah, right, Caitlyn. <laughs> when you knew it was like you know, Wally and everyone else is affected. Well, yeah, and when Cisco was upset, like, oh, but you can't go back in time to save yeah. my brother, and she's like trying to be the mediator, and now she's like, yo. Bitch, like seriously, like, like maybe it's also Killer Frost that like, coming out a little bit. Yeah, but well, like there's that too. I don't know that face she gave him. Like it was you. <laughs> Your eyes got all big. Like well, then in the preview for the next episode, she's like literally like yelling at him. Like this wouldn't be happening to me if it wasn't for you. And she's like starting to go full Killer Frost. Yeah, I, I, I assume in this universe it's like a psychological aspect of her powers. Yeah, like, I guess like the. This literally a coldness to her personality that creeps over when she becomes Killer Frost. Because I loved that tease. Can we talk about the vibe Ooh. and Killer Frost tease? Oh my god. Can we talk about it? <laughs> As a fan, as soon as I saw the costumes, I was like, mmm, that vibe costume. Yeah. Spiked. And a full blown battle in the first like time you see it too. Yeah. Like yeah. awesome way to do it. And then Cisco's like, no, 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 we're okay. <laughs> such a bad liar I'm like he sucks at lying I know and I was really thinking like oh okay so they're gonna put this off like they're gonna put it off like she's going to still be like affected by her powers but she's gonna insist that it's fine because like Cisco said it was fine and then like 10 minutes later he just tells her because he's the worst liar in the world I mean but they made a good point to be like look it's bad when we keep secrets like has it yeah. ever worked out guys <laughs> like, literally never have you not learned like, liars yeah no but but this other thing too though is that they kind of acted that way when Iris was like, well, why didn't you tell us that like Wally had powers? And Barry was like, you bitch, you asked. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I asked you guys. You said no. <laughs> and like everyone's like, everyone like that happened again. Somebody else was like, well, why didn't you tell us? And I'm like, does everyone have amnesia on this show right now? Like, did Flashpoint just like? There's a whole moment where it was like, does anybody want to know? No. no, all right. Literally, <laughs> literally spelled it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it all becomes like a plot point now, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, I freaking uh, love how they're handling like the different aspects of like not only like the folding in of the like Flashpoint universe into this. Yeah. So I guess it's technically. I'll give you guys. I told that. you. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> and I told you about Kid Flash too. You were like, man, he got his ass kicked, and it was only for one episode. And I was like, Jordan. <laughs> He's, he's gonna still, come back. He's gonna come back. 
Like he got I'm hit hoping, by that particle. Yeah, I'm hoping he does get that moment where he gets kicked Barry's ass, where you like they do have that like, building tension. So I want him just like just one, just one moment, just own him and be like, yeah, all right, now we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> just, he, he he's owed that after getting his ass kicked by the rival in the most stupid way possible in that first episode. Such just bullshit. flanking a thing. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that to me ever again. <laughs> Friendship ruined. <laughs> but I mean, I, did you read the synopsis for um, the episode nine? No. I don't think so. I, like, um, after the crossover that's coming up with all that, like all the seasons. Not. But no, I mean, after that, when it goes back to Flash and mm-hmm. it's going to be a team with Jake Garrick. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're teaming up with Jake Garrick. He's going to go to Earth 3. Yeah, I'm so. hoping what's happening is like, like <laughs> last oh, season, all I wanted was a giant speedster war. Yeah. And now that we have all these speedsters popping up and the god of speed. I'm hoping it's gonna be a thing where it's not just Barry, just train for the whole season and now you're faster. <laughs> now you yeah, can beat it'd him. It would be really cool if it could build up to this like epic showdown. Yeah, because I mean. Because what's the point of having multiple characters if it's always like, well, they're all in their other Earth, so Barry, like, defeat this. Like, you have Jesse Quick, you have Jake Garrick, bring him back. You have, I mean, you have something called God of Speed. Like, I don't know where you go. What scares me about bringing the, the God of something it, into any you, show? What do you do next? Exactly. I know yeah, you guys are Buffy fans, spacer. but like the, the season where they brought in that female goddess. Yeah. I don't know. This is a deep cut for anybody who used to watch Buffy, but. <laughs> <laughs> back, baby. Yeah, when they brought in that goddess um, plot, like that plot season, and like, um, it was a whole thing where, like, sh- they tied it into like the first Slayer and all the other crap, mm-hmm. yeah. and it ended Buffy dying. It's like, once you get there, the show's over. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. But then they kept going. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping they don't do that with Flash, where it's like, now we're going to fight the god of the entire premise of my power. Like, where do you go after that? The god of the multiverse. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Anti modern, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Legends of Tomorrow. You know, let's talk about Legends of Tomorrow right now. Before we move on, you know, we'll wrap this up. But like, before we move on to um to Arrow, we're not copying Legends of Tomorrow. We're not. No, I hate we're to not. Admit. Nobody is. I don't hate to admit it. It's fine. <laughs> but, but fun fact for Legends fans: in January, it's being moved to a new time. Exactly. It's being aired right after Flash. And that's because no one watches that shit. Yeah, <laughs> so you could just watch Flash and then, oh look, here's Legends. Let's yeah. Just, let's they're hoping for that. They're hoping for the Talking Dead, Walking Dead effect on this. Yeah. Honestly, I'm probably going to watch it more when it's on after Flash than I do now because I just don't watch TV on Thursdays. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's already so. there. Like, they're hoping they're hoping for that effect where it's exactly. like I don't feel like you have to change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, fun. I was like, oh, Constantine, season two. Man, you over here wishing uh, like pie in the sky dreams, man. <laughs> we got a Vixen season two animated. Which I had not watched either. Me either. Unfortunately. <laughs> you were like, yeah, we got this. I was like, watch I saw it. No. I'm going to see them to TV.com, all right? I was like, oh, shit, season two. I'll watch it someday. Right, but I'll say this before we move on. My issue with Legends tomorrow, as much as we praise that season two, episode two opener, which is freaking amazing. I'm not going to take away from that. But they just, even the episode, like the last episode I popped in on, they just, it, they, it had the problem of no singular storyline yeah, yeah. It, it's too episodic yeah. they're not really go- I feel like the tires are always just spinning and it's not really touching down on anything and like have a driving force to where it's going it's like timeline yeah. here timeline there yeah it's like alright cool or time anomaly here time anomaly there and like cool there's the promise of Legion of Doom but like that's it it's just like yeah. oh Legion of Doom is gonna be in it it's like yeah. alright but like you're not yeah, showing do. them enough to even have like a that's our villain yeah. that's our driving motivation this season cause it's- even with season one with this fuck, whatever the hell his name was again, I'm blanking out. Wait, who? Legend season one. Rip. Yeah. Rip Hunter. Not Rip. Bad guy. 
The bad guy. Fuck. Oh, uh, Savage. Randall yeah, Savage. Randall Savage. Where it was like, yeah, he's our main villain. He's the one we gotta feed. But then it's so episodic. He's like, oh yeah, now we're like in Russia fighting against. For some arbitrary reason to four do Four more firestorms. I mean, actually, I would sadly say that the first season so far actually even though I didn't like the direction at least it gave you that sense of urgency where it's like this is our end goal this guy takes over time we have to stop this guy and this right now it's just like let's fuck around with time yeah episode 6 it just feels like flash like reverse flashes running around time just fucking shit up what do we do Uh fix it as we go along like what? Like what's yeah. the end goal here? Like we're yeah. eventually facing, I guess. But it's like there's no like, like end goal. Hey, Barry, stop your shit. Come over here and boom. Yeah, real well, quick. And it's an awkward place for a show to be in because like you can be episodic if you're dealing with like larger themes to do with it. I mean that's why like sitcoms work so well, right? Yeah. But you just can't really do that with a superhero show because you have to deal with their powers and the superhero scenarios that are happening, and then the human element, and then an overall storyline. Mm. And they're not really tackling either of those things. They're just dealing with like superhero like conflicts. Yeah, and there's too many characters are juggling around. So it's like there's not even a singular character that I'm like super invested in. Yeah. yeah. Like at least with like Flash, like all right, Barry, I can dial into that. Like yeah. okay, with Supergirl, I can dial into Supergirl. With Legends of Tomorrow, it's just like, who am I really rooting for right now? I guess yeah. maybe White Canary. I like throwing arrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sarah, heat wave. Adam guy. Yeah. And right now on the show, Adam doesn't even have a suit. So he's really just Brandon Ralph running around. <laughs> it's like, he's not a super, he's just Brandon Ralph. Yeah. I don't know. So hopefully we'll, we'll get back to like the crossover and it'll reinvigorate the season. But for right now, I, I don't even think we need to do it like on a weekly basis. It's no, like whenever something no. important happens, we'll talk about it. But yeah. whenever that Barry incident happens. Yeah. Like maybe that's the driving force right now. Just like, what's going to happen with that Barry tease they have of future yeah. Barry? But it's like, what's that even mean? <laughs> What does it mean? <laughs> and it, will it even be canon? Because how many freaking timelines are changing? If he kisses like, Iris. Like, what is canon? If he kisses Iris. <laughs> he, he kisses, like, six-year-old Iris and time resets. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. All right, let's wrap up DCTV this week with Arrow. Hmm. This week, we're talking earlier about <laughs> the budget of the CW shows and <laughs> how good Supergirl looks and how good the effects of King Shark and Gorilla Grodd and the Flash look. And that crazy alien hologram monster guy on Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two episodes ago when they had Magenta. No, not Magenta, but that other kid. It was an episode before Magenta. Yeah. Before Magenta? Wait, who? Yeah. The hologram kid. It was two episodes ago because it was that, then Magenta. Oh, the giant monster. The the Godzilla episode. Yeah, the Godzilla. Which is freaking awesome. (laughs) When H.R. Well showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all these great effects. And then we skip ahead to Arrow and we got the parachute arrow the paro shoot the paro <laughs> name it the tarp arrow the, oh. the, yeah, the bulletproof blocking tarp arrow <laughs> and then we've got our, our newest vigilante named vigilante creative who is also the cosplay superhero because he's wearing knee pads that I used for my Deadshot cosplay as solar pads <laughs> like I'm looking at him like those are literally the knee pads I got off Amazon yeah. <laughs> like, the Amazon vigilante also the he- Amazon Prime vigilante yeah. <laughs> the heavy hinting with the DA right now like, he's obviously vigilant. Like, yeah. yeah. How Maybe he will. And he's like raising his eyebrows and looking you at the camera. You don't want to see my best. <laughs> I've been through hell. It's like, okay, you're a bad you, guy. Were you on the island too? <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> That's how he's going to go back to it. Season six flashbacks. <laughs> it pans to the left and he's there. It's like, oh, well, there you go. But yeah, Arrow's only using CGI like for that tarp arrow and the parachute. Oh, we didn't rate flash real quick let's go around 
I wanted to say that I think the episode of Flash that we just talked about, I would say it was a high passable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more it than passable. picked up near the end with yeah. the stage with like Wally and like Alchemy's yeah. mental breaks in the Savitar. By proxy, I would have said Zoom was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom was right. perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So on agreement there. Yeah. All right. So what would we be rating for Arrow then? Hmm. Passable. I was gonna say barely passable. Barely passable. There's. I'm parts. going overall, not just the last episode, I'm since it's been a couple episode. episodes. Since oh, okay. We yeah. Again. It's I, been like three episodes. It's easy for me talk. to do like one episode. So I would yeah. say like this past episode. I would. I would say passable. Yeah. I mean, it's like part of me is like some of the writing parts in this episode. Where I was just like, hmm. Like there was lines here that just seemed weird. If you're not with me, you're against me. <laughs> then I'm against you. Shoot. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> like I look to the right, like, oh shit, that back here. <laughs> there was that part. It was just like, like it was like my brain OCD. Like, okay, Oliver clearly bent over. Those arrows are falling out, bro. Those things were staying. I can't too stop. Okay. All the viewers, just watch the arrows in the quiver from now on. I can't stop looking at them. They just wiggle, and they don't go anywhere. I mean, you guys messed up my brain the other day when you were like, how does he know what arrow he's pulling out when he uses the trick arrows? Yes. Like, it's not like Hawkeye where it switches. I was yeah. like, oh, that's fucking true. He's reaching behind <laughs> him. Boxing <laughs> Parachute. God damn it. <laughs> you know, all the wrong like, arrows. Just once, I want him to be wrong. <laughs> I just want it to be like, whoops, that was the wrong arrow. <laughs> Wait, I would say it was a passable episode. I like the the vigilante Punisher aspect of the episode they had going on. Mm-hmm. I like the. I, I that was a little like it was too forced to have him immediately question. I, I know the whole season has been about his back and forth of questioning like if the tactics he's using are correct. But in this episode, just to have this Punisher guy come in and be like, "You're not doing your job right," and him to immediately go, "Maybe I'm not doing my job right." <laughs> I'm like, no, who is this guy? He's a fucking murderer. Like, hello, darkness, my <laughs> friend. That's Oliver's entire thing. No, there was one part with the team where I was like, guys, make up your minds. Where it's like, Oliver says it too. And he literally said it. I'm like, is it, it's not really good writing when you point out the bad writing, guys. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's he's like, like, so you guys got my shit. You found out I was a murderer last episode. But this episode, you found out that this guy's killing people. You're cool with it. But he's on yeah. our side. It's like, you hypocritical no. bitches. <laughs> Oh, and that surprise twist at the end. With Artemis being... That's why I said... Traitor! I'm Artemis. Can we switch to Teen Titans? Can we just all be Titans from now on? I don't want to be Artemis anymore. <laughs> yeah, fuck Artemis. <laughs> she might have a good reason for betraying the team and going to Prometheus. You know, Arrow like, has the worst history with female characters right now. Like, they ooh, get the most... Drop. They Think get the most that. females in their roster, but they either kill them or make them evil. Or paralyze them. Well, I fixed it, so it's okay. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Yeah. Sarah, There's no dead. consistent... Laurel, dead. Thea quit, and I hate Thea anyway, so... Well, I mean, if, it, if we follow the injustice rules, maybe it's going to be a thing where, you know, she's betraying the team, but she's not really betraying the team, where it's... I'm just saying that gender-wise, that hasn't happened to any men <laughs> on this show. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm always comes back. You know, Lance is always there. Diggle's always there. Of course, Oliver's always there. Yeah. All and right, then we right. add Wild Dog and Terrific. Yeah. But my man Terrific needs to be more useful. Like, right now, my, my issues with the team are just like, Ragman's too useful. Mr. Terrific's not useful enough. No. Yeah. The part where they're all training and Ragman's just there reading a book, like... You guys go ahead. Yeah, he doesn't need to do it. He's bulletproof. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Half of them are like, why are you guys jumping like, out in front of him? Like, he should always be in the front. Yeah. 
in the next scene when when like Felicity Felicity's like guys come look at this he's like doing like tai chi while the rest of them are fighting he's just like chilling out it's just like. a weird choice to have like a meta human on the team it just makes it op yeah like I don't understand why they chose to do that because like, they're so- gonna make Artemis evil so we can't use her. But why have another dude? He's a generic dude too. It's not even like he's no, that true. interesting of a character of him to himself. Like, it's true. And what I do actually like about Mr. Terrific is that like he's not super useful on the field, but he is backup for the brains of Felicity. Yes. Like Felicity's not the sole hacker science person anymore. True. And he can switch between both, which I like. I have fewer complaints if he started actually using his technology. If, like when he start incorporating T spheres, yeah. yeah. And he really should. I like it's kind of weird that he does. Especially he, like he invented so much when he didn't even know Felicity was working for Arrow. Exactly. So. And especially when like your finances are lacking, you think you've already been trying to supplement that ability. Like you right. know what I mean? But yeah. he hasn't yet. I assume he's going to, but he hasn't yet. So I'm just stuck dealing with this ridiculous dude that can cornrow his hair in like an hour or something <laughs> like suit up suit up How, let me yeah. just cornrow this real quick hold on wait <laughs> <laughs> like that definitely takes like hours I also didn't realize that Artemis is um her mask is it's that painted. all paint? paint it's painted she's got straps she painted on straps yes. <laughs> what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like budget cuts, just paint it on. Like we did this already with with Oliver and the the grease mask. Like, why yeah. are we going back to this? Well, and it's so annoying because there was like that golden moment where like you had Oliver, you had uh, you had Roy or Speedy, yeah. and you had a Black Canary, and they all had leather masks. Yeah, I mean, like everyone was just so suited up, and now it's like now you got budget cosplay, man. <laughs> You've got, like, the scarecrow design from, like, five Halloweens ago that you keep bringing out. That's Ragman. And they're too close. It's too... Every time I see Prometheus and him, like, like if they're scenes apart... They're too close together. It's yeah. too close. Like, yeah. like, why... Who did that... Those designs? It was like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they make Prometheus look like a dark archer, but then he uses throwing stars. So then that's another, just, like, yeah. ambiguity that I don't entirely like. Yeah, I mean, but also talking about um, Prometheus, I do like what they're doing, though, with um, Quint Lance's character. I like yeah, that... the side story with him and Thea and how they're both kind of supplementing each other's, like, lost roles, where, like, yeah. he's yeah. the father that she doesn't have and she's the daughter that he lost. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Like, that was, those scenes are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paul Blackthorne's acting, like, gets me every time. Yeah. He's like, it's so hard, I can't. And I'm just like... Oh, yeah, that moment God. where he, like he's about to break down. Mm-hmm. Like, he sells so it. Like, he talks... In this season, like, they do with him what they do kind of with Harrison Wells and, like, change his role a little bit each season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this season, like, especially when you, like, juxtapose it with how confident he was in past seasons where he was, like, the captain. Like, yeah. in he's this so season... He's so broken. He's so broken. It's not how he talks. Like, just yeah. in how he communicates now. And that way, even when he's drunk, just, like, when he's trying to get, like, feelings yeah. across. You no, can he see just his frustration. like someone who is shattered yeah. all the time. Or he's trying to get his points across. You can see the frustration and the mannerisms, like, when he would touch his head or, like, you know, yeah. rub his face or something. Like, yeah. it's it's nuanced. I really like that. And also, props to Wild Dog, because he really grew on me in this episode. <laughs> yes, I'm his little... So team Wild dog right now his buddy friendship with uh diggle yeah yeah and his flashpoint son they keep they keep driving him home (laughs) (laughs) this is my son who's a son now i've always had a son my son (laughs) son's birthday i miss it he's my son yeah he he even kind of looks like the um the actor that was in arrow 2046 yeah so i'm glad that's canon but I, i really like those scenes with um wild dog and him so even though he's always like dude are you ever like not working out 
Like, Dude, no. Diggle was fucking massive. <laughs> no. <laughs> and talking again about like good moments for for like superhero shows between the personal and like the conflicts in the storyline. Like I really like how mostly this season Arrow ha- kind of like occasionally tackles like adult problems. Like Diggle's missing his son's birthday because mm-hmm. he's actually a vigilante. Like yeah, that's a problem I wouldn't have thought about. And you know, but I but yeah, I am interested to see how that would turn out and and the thing with Thea and Lance like I just really like how they're balancing it the reporter and Ollie is a little weird she's evil I, she's gotta be right like she's My like Batman the, is going off the Talia Al Ghul of this if it's a yeah, dark night exactly. <laughs> I mean, I it feels a little forced that's why yeah it does and I'm I not, mean she's a, a forceful character but it's beyond that I agree with that. I'm, I'm not really sold on her being good, so I'm. <laughs> yeah. You're right. If they hadn't announced who Talia Ghoul's being played by, I'm like, she's Talia. She's Talia. She's Talia. Man, if she's literally Talia, that'd be freaking hilarious. Because that literally that'd would be, be Dark really Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are getting Talia in Arrow. Yeah, no, she's yeah. she's officially announced. So if they did that, that'd be freaking It's hilarious. like a surprise. Rips off face mag that, that the other guy used. Haha. <laughs> it's like, wait, why would you rip off your face? Like, we didn't even know who you looked like. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Ah, it's actually me, Talia. Who? <laughs> Smoke bomb. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, this season's still leagues ahead of uh, the last season four. for sure. Yeah, three yeah. and four. <laughs> yeah. So bad that we forgot about it the last time. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so I'm still interested in seeing where it's going. Um, this wasn't like the strongest episode of even season. I think this it was season. the weakest episode, actually. Yeah, I would say because that. Because I was just bored. Yeah. Really bored. It's and weird introducing another Prometheus. Not make sense. Yeah, with Kovar? Yeah. yeah. It just got really muddy all of a sudden. And then, like, you know, they were just standing in that hallway for, like, a hot minute yeah. in those flashbacks. And I hate it when they do that. Maybe I'm clear. Like, the Bratva were totally using him, and now he's working with Kovar, even though he wants to kill Kovar? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> because Kovar has, what's her name's mother on Tayana. his good side. Oh, okay. Ghosts. <laughs> Oh wait, actually, somebody's fell. Somebody's fell. If we're going by Doctor Strange rules, that means there's a psychic battle or uh, uh, astral yeah, plane battle happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get EKG quick. <laughs> oh, it's your web shooter. Yeah. Your web shooter fell. Arsenio's web shooter is falling off. Secret of identity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking magic. How does it work? <laughs> yeah. Actually, magic. Arrow, Doctor Strange. Let's call it wrap there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Not much else to say with Arrow. Hopefully, next episode good. Hopefully, the cross. There's no new episode next week, but the following week is going to be the crossover. Yeah. Heroes versus aliens. It's going to be crazy. I am looking forward to it so hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm hoping they fold in Supergirl into the main universe, so they don't have to do like a Earth jumping thing anymore. Yeah, they showed like a clip, and it's like she's coming out the portal with Barry. Oh, so they are literally going to go to a different world to pull her out. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I was hoping for yeah. a crisis, but I, I want yeah, I wanted a flashpoint to fold in all naturally. But see, maybe that's the answer to where you go after Godspeed. Maybe we're just gonna do crisis. Animator. There yeah, we go. Yeah, that would be fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the premise for the Fortnite crossover is um, Dominators, right? The mind control aliens. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Animators would be the next big like crossover. He's like Chitari, and we're still waiting for Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, as we're talking about DC good and bad news earlier in this podcast. What if we look back a year from now and go, hey, isn't it crazy how that Fortnite DC crossover on TV is better than the Justice League movie? (laughs) 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 
Uh, his darkest timeline oh, confirmed. Damn. <laughs> I mean, we are living in Trump America. So. Yeah, it all came together. <laughs> <laughs> all the threads of this podcast came crashing together at the very end. Yeah. And with that, it's been a night. Let's call it a day. We'll call it? Yeah, let's call it. All right. Let's do it. This is Blurred Vision, and we will see you next week. This is Jordan. This is Samia. And Arsenio. And we out of here. Bye. Peace. And I've come to bargain. <laughs> Trump, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Send off. <sighs>